everybody, it's me, Greg Miller, and I wanted to let you know Comic-Con is coming up and Kind of Funny is going to be there. So if you're at San Diego, we have a bunch of stuff you can come do with us, and you don't even have to have a Comic-Con badge. On Thursday, we're going to Polite Provisions. We're doing a meet and greet there. 5 p.m., you don't need a Comic-Con badge. You do need to be 21. Don't blame me. Those are the drinking laws in the United States of America. Friday, we're doing the Game Over Greggy show at Petco Park as part of Geek and Sundry studio stage. No Comic-Con badge is required. We're doing that at 3 p.m. And then I'm moderating a whole bunch of Comic-Con panels. If you do have a Comic-Con badge, so come hang out with me in the convention center. All the details are up on kindoffunny.com slash news, so head over there for the full rundown. What's up, everyone? Everybody. I'm sorry. What's up, everybody? Thank you. I like how, out of all the years, Colin has never, ever adopted that. Because he, he's got the greetings and salutations. Yeah. And I like that about him. I think I should have my own thing. What are you going to do? Huzzah! Huzzah! It's a Tizai Scarpino. Yarr! Yarr! And then you do a monocle. Yarr! That's an interesting Yarr. choice. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Yarr! You having trouble producing a, a mic cover there? Well, you got me all uh, all worried about my mic, because it was like turned around for the last time we did this, oh, like yeah, halfway yeah. through. So now I'm just double-checking to make sure everyone can hear my sweet, sweet vocal musings. Don't yeah. Over here at the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today. And over there, in a Shark Finnegan shirt, the pure one, Tim Geddes. Let Tim host. How you guys doing? Good. Everybody's happy? We're I'm well. fine. I'm actually feeling pretty good. good. Yeah? I feel great. Good. I'm exhausted. I have no reason to be so tired. Well, you do, because you got... 200, yeah, 243 reasons. Oh, that's right. Plus some AR challenges. I'm uh, just starting the AR exhausting. challenges. Don't Did you, get you, 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 find, you found all the uh, Riddler trophies? All the Riddler trophies are done in Batman Arkham Knight. We've moved you, on man. to the AR challenges now. Did you find a bronze trophy for that? God, I don't even. I don't even know if it popped a trophy. I don't even know. I'm not. I'm so. Fo- I'm so focused on the platinum, Colin. I have no idea what's happening around the it. Arkham Knight's trophy list is fucking nonsense. Whack. It's it like the as a scholar of PlayStation trophies. Yeah, uh-huh. you are. Uh, they ha- there's too many of them. I'm getting trophies for no reason in that game. It's like, oh, I just talked to this guy. Here's a trophy. And it's like, why are there so many bronzes? Because when there are so many bronzes, then there's fewer room for the golds and the silver. Of course. Um, there is an enormous amount of trophies in that game. Yeah. Because um, that's why I was surprised when you're like, oh, I have 30% of the trophies. I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. But I've been playing, I have, I think, 18 trophies, and it's only like 21% or something like that. I'm like, all right. Last well, night I was driving the Batmobile around when I was running up these final Riddler trophies, slid off of a like, overpass, fell down on two wheels, and a trophy popped. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. No idea what. Maybe that was the drifting one. I'm not even sure. It's better than PS3 though. Remember when P- trophies would pop on PS3 though? It sometimes take like a half. You a couldn't minute. load it up. Well, see that's. Uh, but, but I like that because oh. like, sometimes trophies like you didn't know what they were happening. Like there was two things with PS3 because the trophies would have to. Lo- they were loading on a separate a separate thing, so it would take time for them to pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were two things with that. A like the nervousness of you knew you did something, and it's like, is it going to happen? Is it going to work? Because some trophies, because some trophies <laughs> wouldn't. And it would take like forever sometimes for a trophy yeah. to pop. And you'd be yeah. like, what the fuck? 
And then the other thing was like the trophy would randomly pop, and you're like, I don't know what the hell just happened. Yeah. And it might have been something I did like a minute ago. I've been having the, yeah. Well, yeah. the yeah. I've been having PSN problems out there lately, and it's mm. both a Wi-Fi issue and then this other thing, and then maybe just Arkham Knight being Arkham Knight too, where I, like it'll pop and it'll hit the thing, and it wouldn't. It, this fir- the first time it happened, it, po- it popped the trophy that was the, uh, uh, I think it was the glide 20 meters uh, without touching the ground, but without within 20 yards of the ground or some shit like that. 400 meters, 20 yards of the ground, and so I'm like, okay, cool. And then it popped, and I was like, cool, I want to make sure that's the one i clicked the button and nothing happened i clicked the button nothing happened click 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 nothing happened and i mean i'm clicking it to see it popping in trophies but now it's not even going to xmb or to the home screen or anything it's just going I'm like well that's not normal that's not right at all it's not good that's, that is very very bad and so then it's going and i landed and i'm like all right cool and i held it and held it and held it and it finally popped out to the new xmb i went over to trophies go into it it did like syncing with psn and it was zero percent and it was minutes at zero percent i was like oh no <laughs> and i went in and it wasn't loading icons and then it was showing the one that i just popped is not being done arkham knight is is whacking out ps4s man i'm telling you yeah. it, it, it catastrophically crashed my ps4 as we talked about in Connor really? Live today yeah now the like, thing about that like is, real, like worse than any games ever crashed my PS4. Well, the the Damn. the bat logo you're talking about that pops up in the corner usually, and this is from Arkham City in Arkham Asylum before. That would be done when it was loading something that still hadn't loaded. You know what I mean? Because like they hide loading behind opening doors and stuff like that. But sometimes it would fuck up. And like, but I had the exact same thing happen to me where I'm just gliding through the city and then freeze. Bat spinning logo and then hard hard lock. Yeah, That's, it probably didn't. Sh- I it didn't wasn't get able that to at all. Sh- it wasn't That's able you to really play the game. That's crazy. No, that's crazy though, because that was actually one of my one of my uh, pros for the game was that I was like, I never noticed loading. With the ex- of course, the exception well, these of are like, like these are one off situations. That's it's not true. like it's the end of the world. Where, we, uh, Unless you're a PC I, player. If that if that Batman logo, if that's the case, and the game was n- unable to stream, uh, what was next? Uh, probably why it crashed. Because yeah, my PS4 crashed, and then like I couldn't even shut it off with the button. Like usually when you can hold it down yeah, with the button, out, and you like got the internet I had to like power. remove the plug from the back of the mm, PS4. Yeah. Damn, which is like really bad. And then I plugged it back in, and it would not turn on for like five minutes. That's terrible. And I was like, right? oh no. Like, like oh, I was God. like, oh, my launch PS4 is dead. Fuck. I've been noticing mine sounding more and more like a jet. Yeah, so mine, I've been saving. I, I finish a game, I jump out, I immediately upload to the cloud. Or yeah, if the cloud isn't working, which happens all the fucking time, onto a USB. Yeah, Witcher 3 sounds like like a SpaceX hanger. It's like, an, it's incredibly loud yeah. when I'm playing yeah. that game. And it's not even running a disc. Terrifying. Doesn't make any sense. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can get the whole show by tossing us a few bucks early over on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny. But if you don't want to give us any money, no big deal. Head over to YouTube.com slash KindOfFunny. We break it up topic by topic and post it day by day until the entire thing goes up the following Friday as one big video and one big MP3. Colin. Yes. You're up first. I was just thinking before I even say what the topic was that... You know, someone in the comments of the first episode is always like, uh, topic starts at this time, you know? Yeah. And now we're going to get another one of those because we just went on a... Well, that's a, how the show works. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I, always, like I was always... Fuck off. Yeah. Phil DeFranco's got plenty of shows for you to watch. <laughs> I was always confused <laughs> wow. by that mentality because I was like, isn't that what makes Game Over Greggy's show fun? You'd think so. Yeah, it's really weird. It's weird it's like to you really me want to get to the heart like, of the matter. Like, yeah, let's let's actually we want to hear their their thoughts on whatever. But the topic maybe it's is. just a best friend throwing up the flare so that when we do get the random person who clicks for no reason to go hear what we're about to talk about, they don't come into the gay marriage topic it's not. and hear about Batman Arkham Knight for a while and Batmobile trophies. It's mm. not. It's a complainer complaining. It's it's a whiner being a whiner. Haters are gonna hate. Yeah. And you know what, Greg? If they hate, let them hate and watch the money pile up. Okay. Fifty. With a bottle of bub. Yeah, there you go. My show, my But I thought, it was, I thought it was funny to have that aside because it even adds more time until I get to the topic. So Look, now, we but now we're actually going to talk about the topic. So I'm batting, I'm batting 
I, I hit a home run last week with the Confederate. That's enough, Greg. That's enough. Thank you. That's enough. Uh, I hit a uh, home run last week with the Confederate flag topic, and so we thought we would go again. And what was so interesting uh, last week is that two significant issues came across uh, or came out of the Supreme Court. I mean, they give a, they render a lot of decisions at the same time. No one cares about any of those. Um, How often is the Supreme Court decision coming around? They, I mean, it, pretty often, but they'll they'll have days where they release like fifteen or twenty. Okay. And then they go away for a little while. It's like a PSN update. Exactly. Um, and it's funny, like AP has these things where it's like it's like their faces, like the nine Supreme Court justice faces, like colored in or, or grayed out for how they voted. And it's always like Ann Scalia is like always no on everything because he's a nutjob. Um, yeah, he's taken a lot of crap for the last week. A lot of shit. Yeah, he's he's an interesting he's an interesting person. Um, he's a strict constructionist, as they call him. Mm. Um, in other words, he doesn't believe the Constitution is a living document. But uh, we talked about the Confederate flag, which is not a con- which is not really a, a constitutional issue as much as it's just a uh, issue of good taste. But we did have a, uh, a Supreme Court decision uh, about gay marriage that I wanted to talk about. Um, gay marriage has been legalized in the United States. Um, the states have been voting on it. Uh, the states have usually been voting it down. Um, and uh, but states vote up things like civil unions and stuff like that, but they don't believe, you know, in, in you know a lot of states don't believe in gay marriage. Um, but the Supreme Court said that uh, according to uh, the 14th Amendment, the um, which is one of the Civil War amendments, um, that it is you know unconstitutional to deny a gay person the right to marry another gay person. So I was curious about what your guys' thoughts about this were, and 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 we're all pretty much I think unanimously pro gay marriage, so I think we know what that's going to be. But my question to you, moreover than that, is. What do you think the next civil rights movement will be? Because, you know, obviously there's still a gay rights movement. Um, gay people are still disrespected in many different ways. But it seems like the tide is turning now. This this is a very symbolic thing for the gay rights movement. I was even reading a piece. Um, and I don't know if it was from Andrew Sullivan or someone where, where he was writing, like, there's a little bit of remorse in the gay community right now because – they don't feel th- what one of the things that rallied them for so many decades as a community and kind of uplifting each other was how they were different and how they were they had a fight to fight and now mm-hmm. they're having fewer and fewer fights and now they're just becoming more and more normal and ingrained in society and there's a little bit of remorse about that about how like maybe there's less that differentiates some of that them. was yeah something that was such a such a point of pride and special is is a little lessons now I can, right, I can like, appreciate that it was fighting against the machine being like yeah. we want these rights and then the machine's finally like okay. And like, and, and it's like, okay, now what? You know, yeah. Now you live. Um, so I was curious to see how you guys felt about the decision and the reaction to the decision, and then what you think the next fight is. Because I have something very specific in my mind, and I think the next civil rights fight is going to be. Um, mm. But I'm curious uh, what you guys think. So, I'm thrilled. Mm. Uh, I was, ha- I, I, you know, it spoke to. I thought we we have a conversation with Colin in the books. That's the right and wrong side of history, and the you know, gay marriage or whatever. I was happy to see that come around and people be on the right side of history on this one. But I was more excited by the reaction, which on Twitter was universally happy you know super super happy well and maybe in our circle not. sure but that i mean i'm talking about our circle <laughs> the internet man i mean i think that's a big thing though it's like i was surprised with how little negativity i saw yeah without searching for it and I, i'm sure it's out there and like you know i'm oh, of course it's I'm out there yeah i've the seen those well read of, of people but like i there was none of that the the hatred and stuff yeah in front of me and i think that's a, a good sign because in past experiences, it has been. Yeah, like, I definitely, exactly, whenever exactly. The, the stuff came up, it was always, like, there always was people that disagreed in ways that I was like, I, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. I can't comprehend you being 
like thinking this way. What is Kevin doing right now? I don't now? know. I'm watching. I'm actually less less fascinated by what Kevin's doing and more fascinated by watching Colin watch what Kevin's doing. Because Colin gets this look at his face where he's like, he's got this internal this bet going in his this head. This is like, the one. This was the day I put 50 bucks on Kevin falling through the fucking window and, and yeah. cutting open his jugular. There's just, there's just so much movement. So much movement with everything he does. You just, you have a grace to you in the way you move. And you have the moves is, like Jagger, they you say. You do, you do. Where it is, it is fascinating that you haven't destroyed the world around you already. Let's go, let's go back to the topic. <laughs> Come on. I was, I, yeah, I mean, when we put up the conversation with Colin, you know, right and wrong side of history and stuff, I remember more people being, wanting not to fight it, but to talk the other side to me kind of thing. And when this happened, there was only one commenter on my Twitter who, when I was like talking about it, popped up and was like, this still isn't that good of an idea. Da, da, da. And then like, I started commenting to that person. And then within 45 minutes, he had deleted his Twitter account because everyone was coming to him. And he was like, I've never been more bullied than before. And people were like, you're not being bullied. You're, you presented an argument we don't agree with, and we're responding to it respectfully. And I'm sure there were people who were bullying him yeah. or whatever, but the majority of comments I were seeing were like, cause it was a guy, isn't he was basically so, saying I mean, like, this doesn't matter. Like, this is fine, but like they still can't be parents. They still mm-hmm. shouldn't be able to adopt children or whatever kind of thing. Like they, they mother like, and well, father first love of all, is a single needed. person can adopt a child, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That well, that argument holds no water. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm on the same side too. Where I woke up and I, I'm usually very oblivious to big news that's happening. I, you guys, as you guys very well know, uh, between the three of you, you keep me current. If I didn't have you guys in my life, I'd probably I'd just be operating in a void where I'd still think it was 1989. Um, so, but but waking up on Twitter that day was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, like I saw all of you guys that already had tweets that were out. Colin, I specifically remember your tweet. Um, it, I mean, it was cool. It was very powerful, and it's very powerful to also see the sort of next generation of um, of people on the internet using social media to promote that positive energy, yeah. which I think is honestly the most one of the. I mean, it's got to be one of the most powerful tools out there. And you guys talk about. You know, obviously, I hope no one, even regardless of your views, ever gets bullied. But when you're talking about social change, there is a fair amount of of energy that has to be put into that, right? And there has to be a unity that has that, that has to go along with that. Um, it's the social tide, right? It's the social sort of like uh, uh, zeitgeist that has to be a collective issue. I, I think I'm, I might be losing myself in, in all these, but I think you guys you guys are following me. Um, it. And seeing that, waking up and seeing that tide and seeing that sort of like that unity um, really is a very, very powerful thing. And it it, 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 it it makes me wonder, like, you know, is the Internet in general or is social media that tool that's really going to help accelerate these changes in our lives? Are we going to see more of this and are they going to come faster? Right. Because mm-hmm. like, should this I mean, you're talking about all the great civil rights movements that have happened you know, the civil rights movement, obviously, that happened in our country, and then also, you know, women's rights and, and their fight, and now gay and lesbian rights. Um, it's all happening so fast and accelerated, and it makes me just, it makes me very, very proud, and it makes me think that we're doing more right in this country than we are wrong, and in reality, we're probably not. Yeah, but, but I just think it is a step in the right direction, and I mean, like, when it comes down to it, before it was entirely controlled by media, now it's entirely, like, media is entirely controlled by social media. Everyone creates media. There's no longer just a media that is this thing that is 
you know, different than who you are. Everybody is the media. Everybody is the message. Everybody is doing this themselves. And it was interesting for me to see because every time these big things happen, you see the the armchair activists. You see the people that are like don't know what the hell they're talking about or just whatever participating just because like it's like a fashion statement more than anything. We're just like, oh, everyone's talking about this. I'm gonna say something about it, even though they don't know what they're talking about. And like sure. you see them, like oh, everyone's changing their profile pictures to be whatever it is. But this In time this was, instance, it was, was rainbow. <laughs> this, this is like putting the rainbow and stuff over sure. that. But it's just like, who gives a shit about if the if it's real, it's fake, if they know what they're talking about, whatever. They're promoting positivity. Mm-hmm. They're promoting love. They're promoting something good. Who cares about the, well, they don't really know what they're talking about. Because I'm seeing a lot of people argue that. I'm like, come on, guys. But what was special to me is seeing the, the corporations jump on this. Mm-hmm. And the argument can be made for there. It's like, oh, well, they're just doing it for public image. And they're just doing it so that people rally behind them. It's like... Well, let's stop and appreciate for a second that they are doing something to support gay marriage to gain the the public's, like, thumbs up. That's fucking awesome. There's definitely been a, a swing of the pendulum of the views on that because years a couple years even just a few years ago you wouldn't see yeah they would have stayed every single corporate logo on twitter and on everything being a freaking rainbow well it's very it's it's fascinating too and as far as these big tech companies are concerned how much uh power they have in influencing and and setting policy and if, i'm trying to remember the example that happened a few months back it was uh what state went out and spoke spoke out vehemently against gay marriage i forget which one it was you know, a lot of them and oh, i forget I, I, i'll have to kevin maybe you can look this up but it was one of those where and i think it was like google and oracle and all the big tech companies are like we're not operating in your state anymore and they were like shit no one can search they google had to from like, your state no it wasn't that it wasn't google specifically but i think i think i know what you're talking do about you know, yeah. I think one of the governors came out and said we're not we need to, like we don't support gay marriage, and they're like, you know what? Then we don't support you anymore. And like, he turned he turned around very, very quickly because it's just not socially acceptable anymore. You can't, you really can't think that way anymore because it's becoming more and more apparent that that is a kind of a bigoted and prejudiced uh, perspective yeah. on life. Like, and it's, you, you are really Greg said the bully thing because it's just like like that guy felt like he was being bullied, and it's like that's not cool. You shouldn't bully anybody for anything, even if their opinions are you know mean. But it's like. That's cool that that's you are now the asshole. It's no longer you are correct for this or that they are in the other people in the wrong. It's like they're in the minority. Yeah. At least from the socially accepted. In that circle, view. sure. Yeah, I think that, you know there this is such a complicated multifaceted issue because I've been I've been in pro gay marriage for a very long time and and a lot of people think that that doesn't sync up with my conservative views, but one of the things I tweeted that got retweeted about a thousand times actually was um that this is actually a conservative victory and that our politics is so backwards in the United States that the party that based itself on classical liberalism, um, which is like a live and let live kind of, you know, Jeffersonian kind of uh, outlook on life, um, doesn't realize that this is a victory for them, that we have one party that wants the government involved in everything and one party and one party that doesn't want the government involved in anything unless it's something that the Bible tells them is wrong. And, um, it's just an inconsistent worldview. That's why I'm pro-choice. That's why I'm pro-gay marriage. Um, it's because it's the right of the individual. It's it's sacred. It's an inalienable right. It's a sacred right. And some people are like, "Well, this might lead to polygamy," and so like you know, like what's next? Polygamy or something? I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Who cares? Like I, I like I like I don't care. If, if, if consensual adults want to get married in a in a fivesome, then. Whatever. I, mean, I really don't give a fuck. You know, what having I mean? having been married for three years, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. But more power to you if you want to do that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if I had more than one wife, I'd probably would just 
man, I would leave the house. I would just lock myself in a room, but like, leave me alone and rock back and forth. Now, here's the here's the complicated thing, and, and it's something I want to bring up because I, I I do like to bring up the, the opposing the opposing argument. There's a lot of bigots out there. There's no doubt about it, right? There are people out there that have genuine that I, I feel like don't know or maybe aren't necessarily being bigoted, but do have issues with it on a base of a basis of religion or something like that. And I respect that. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a consistent view because the Bible does say a lot of shit that we don't accept anymore, but for some reason everyone has latched on to this particular thing, mm-hmm. ignoring the fact that the Old Testament talks about things like, I don't know, slavery and murder and all these kinds of things. But we ignore all of that, but yeah, okay, all right. So, But nonetheless, I respect that that is a, a worldview some people have. That is not... What people don't seem to understand, or some people that are really up in arms about it, don't seem to understand, is that the Supreme Court didn't say, like, uh, two gay people can now walk into the Catholic Church and get married. That's not what it says. It says that they can be married by the state. It says you know the state mean? will legally recognize and that it, now. Exactly. And and by the way, it was already legal in, what, 16 states? Civil, it depends on if you're talking about civil unions or marriages. But and actually, and this is, I'm going to get to this issue in a minute, because okay. it's, it, it's, it's an issue that I think presses to the heart of the matter of, like, why this is a, a, big, a big deal in a grander way. We in a society have crossed religion and civics to an extent that the founders would be very uncomfortable with. And I do agree that it would be a problem constitutionally to walk into, uh, like to force a church to marry a gay couple if they don't want to. I, 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 I believe that that's, that's wrong. Yeah. You know, because you have to, you, I do respect the religious conscience of of certain people, but you would need to now be able to walk into a state house or a state sanctioned place and be able to get married. And I think that that's great because even though the libertarian philosophy dictates that like government shouldn't be involved in marriage, the fact of the matter is the government is very involved in marriage and you can't turn back that clock. There are tax ramifications. There are estate planning ramifications. There's spousal privilege. There's all sorts of shit that gay people cannot enjoy in a, even if they've been together 10, 20, 30 years and it's not fucking acceptable. You know what I mean? Like we can't, we can't have different rights for different groups of people. It's just not right. And to your point, a lot of states, when, when states began voting popular vote for gay marriage, voted it down. And this is why you cannot vote on minority rights. This was something that um, Jefferson and Adams warned us about in the 18th century. You cannot, the, it's called the tyranny of the majority. The majority cannot vote on the, minor, on the minority. You can go to certain states and ask the electorate crazy shit, and they're going to vote it up or down. You know what I mean? I'm sure that there's a state in the union that you can go to over and over and over again and say, it's going to say no, 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 no to gay marriage over and over again. Multiple states. Mm-hmm. And multiple states have done that. Many states have done that. That doesn't make it right. There's no wisdom in tyrannical majority voting. You know what I mean? That's why you don't vote on rights. That's why the majority doesn't rule for everything. Right. Because the minority cannot protect itself. And... That's why we should have never been voting on these issues to begin with, and that's why I feel like the Supreme Court had to get involved, and it reminds me a great deal of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, where the argument, like Goldwater's argument against it, was not necessarily that he was a bigot. I don't know if he was or not. I don't know the man. A lot of their arguments were like, well, we can't have the Civil Rights Act because we can't tell private companies what to do. If they want to refuse the service to someone, then they should be, based on whatever, then that's probably their right. The argument from there was that like bigoted institutions would eventually go out of business. And my argument to that is sometimes you have to do things that are maybe, I don't want to say extra constitutional, but but wiggle their way into the Constitution in a different way because it's the fucking right thing to do. And the Civil Rights Act was the right thing to do. There was no time to waste. There was no time to let the system figure it out. People are dying. Right. You know? And with gay marriage, it's the same thing. It might be it might be a loose it might be a loose interpretation of the Fourteenth Amendment. It might it might ignore the Tenth Amendment a bit, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And sometimes that's an important thing to keep in mind. It's dangerous though, because it's it doesn't become the right thing to do until it it, it becomes almost an overwhelming majority of people telling 
telling the government that that is the right thing to do, right? So where does that line get drawn? Is like 10 years ago, it was, it was still the right thing to do. 20 years ago, it was the right thing to do. What changed now that it finally became uh, caught up as, like, where did that pendulum swing from? Okay, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen to all of a sudden, almost seemingly overnight, boom, it's legal. Popular it, it opinion, is. dude. Yeah, it's Popular. mainstream, right? It went it, mainstream. It Once went, people yeah. understand what's happening and they they know gay people and they see positive gay people being represented on TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. Once it's not a in the closet issue, once it's not these people gave us HIV, then it's a different story, right? right? It all comes down to exposure. Yeah, and I, and, and what what's so funny about that is that you know I, I've talked about this I think a little bit in the past that the social media and kind of reality television era, so like the last fifteen years, not so much for social media but more for reality television. And the internet really has taken social issues and pushed them to the left, with the exception of one. Pro-choice is actually more popular, or pro-life rather, has actually become more popular the last 20 years. Um, but other than that, everything else is swinging to the left. And it's because what Greg is saying, like there's just exposure to things you didn't know existed or didn't, didn't anticipate or didn't understand. Um, and the gay marriage issue specifically and, and, and public opinion polls on gay marriage swung radically in the last 10 years, like radically, yeah, they like, have. like maybe to the extent of like 25 or 30 points, which is insane. That's fucking insane. So something that doesn't happen with anything. So something usually politics and a movement is very glacial. So I do think it had a, lot, a little bit of activism in the court and, and that's not always the appropriate thing, but that's the right thing to do. But I applaud this court for passing this and I, and I appreciate the arguments against the 10th amendment with, and I appreciate the arguments, the religious conscience arguments. I think that, the 10th Amendment wasn't written to ensure that if the rights weren't enumerated in the Constitution, that they're the, always to the rights of the state necessarily when it comes to uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is not, of course, in the Constitution, but something that we live by in this country. And I think it's important to recognize that gay people were discriminated against and are still discriminated against, and we need to right the wrong, just like the way we need to right the wrong with racism and sexism. We need to right the wrong here. It's the right thing to do. And it is and it is a victory for the individual. It is a victory. It doesn't affect your marriage. It doesn't affect your church. Yeah, it mean, doesn't affect fucking anything. I know, and that's, that's that's the thing that kills me so much about it. Is it's like it would be it's it's not like uh the the argument for immigration, right? Where you're like, well, they're coming over like immigrants are coming to the country and they're using resources, and that's something you have to consider, right? Or they're taking jobs, right? You always say that they're taking jobs. Um, especially in California where you have, you know, Mexican immigrants coming in and quote unquote taking jobs. I don't have any statistics, I'm not gonna speak to that, right? That has an added layer. The, what is the downside to letting more people get married other than what, there's gonna be more money put into the system? Like they're and they have I guess some tax breaks, but like it doesn't affect my marriage at all. If you two Let's be honest. When you two decide to finally tie the knot. Right. Well, I announced it that morning. Yeah, I know. So when that happens, um, I mean, it's not – it really won't affect me one way or the other. There's no no rights that are going to be taken away from me so that you guys can enjoy that right and that happiness and that privilege. So, I mean, it's kind of – it's almost – one of those syst- one of those things where you're like, this is just a point of pride or, or ego or some sort of random deep-seated hatred or fear or prejudice that doesn't make any sense when you actually start thinking logically about it. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I have a question for you, though, Colin. Do you think that – you know, you see a lot of right-wing candidates that are coming in. They're, they're getting office and they always have to answer mm-hmm. the question of this like – or they either have to skate around the issue of gay marriage or they have to answer and you can see them cringing in the back of their brain because they don't actually believe the answer half the time. Does this take that off the table now? Yeah, I mean that's one of the big, really popular arguments right now is that they will be asked about it in immediacy, but it's not a question anymore. You mm-hmm. know, like it's legal. any, any, any. Now they can answer it's legal. 
Yeah, well, and that's I think can't Jeb change Bush, that. We I think need Je- to respect our courts and yeah. what they've said. Yeah, I think that's Jeb Bush's answer was basically like it's just it, it, the courts have spoken. Like I, we, we you know the beauty of the American system is that we have the beauty of our republic and we are not a democracy, which is another reason why we don't directly vote on issues like this. Is um, that we have beautiful, uh, almost uh, the most elegant separation of powers that ultimately allows the court to settle these issues. A court that. There are Reagan nominees in the court still, you know, like they're, they're, it's all it's all sorts of people that are. Untouchable. I, I love it. I love that the, the people are, are put into the court and they cannot be removed. Has to, you know, and that's the way it is because they have to have no political pressure put on them at all to make decisions, and that is the beautiful thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be removed if they're impeached, but that they can't be impeached for their opinion. They can be impeached if they're acting, you know, with misconduct. Yeah. Um, but. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. There's there there comes ultimate moments where and and I saw a John Oliver uh, video about this that I thought was really pressing about um, transgender rights, which I'm going to get to in a minute because I think that is the next civil rights uh, movement in this country. Is that you know there's such obviousness about what Greg was talking about before with the right side of history, and you shouldn't necessarily believe in anything because you are going to be on the wrong side of history. Or the right side of history, you should believe maybe what you're going to believe, but know that if you are against this, you are on the wrong side of history, and. I thought it was a powerful argument to be like, it's predictable. We know how this ends. This happens over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And resistance lessens until until the rights are garnered to a new group of people. Um, so I applaud, you know, uh, the gay community in the United States for this because I think this is a big step forward for them. Um, I think it's a big step forward for liberty. I think it's a big step forward uh, for individual rights and the values of the individual and the individual to make their choices. And um, I also think that if it leads to, you know, the whole polygamy argument and all these fucking random arguments, like... Ultimately, it's none of the government's business what people are doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As long as they're not hurting anyone. And this is the antithesis of yeah. hurting someone. This loving is th- this is loving someone. This is are is their divorce rate going to be just as high as straight people? Absolutely. Are our yeah, lawyers 100%. going to reap the benefits in 5, 10, 15, 20 years from the influx of gay marriages that are going to be happening now, just like straight marriages? Absolutely. There's all sorts of in- unintended consequences, but that's just the market working. It doesn't mean that you you have to Pull back on rights. Yeah, that's not an argument for not for for not giving people the right to do exactly. It. It's it's yeah. it's all it's all very silly. Now, to the original question I asked, like, what do I think the next civil rights act will be, will be a movement? And I think it's absolutely going to be transgender gendered people, and I, and I, and this is a group of people that I feel um, very badly for because um, this is still an, a, a question. This is still something that is misunderstood and not understood. This is mm-hmm. something that people, mm-hmm. some people throw around things like mental illness and all these kinds of things. Yeah. And I think it's wrong. And here's, here's what I have to say about this. Mm-hmm. There used to be a question of, is homosexuality, for instance, a choice or is it something that, that is born, born in with? You? Right. And I think it's pretty obvious that you're born with it. Yeah. But my our argument used to be, if it's a choice, what does it matter? You know what I mean? Let's say, let's say it was a choice. Who cares? It doesn't change the fact that that, that, that is their right yeah. to do that. And so when people bring up this next this 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 new issue with transgendered people about well um, is it their choice or they they choice to be a, choose to be a man or a woman is it something that's born into them is there a chemical imbalance whatever it might be and I'm like it doesn't yeah. really matter at the end of the day do you I, yeah well, exactly I no think, I mean I think that the argument for that was if it was a choice then it can be you know it can be fixed or quote unquote yeah, you no know, I know that, that which but, is but there's also a thing of like if it's a choice it's the same thing with, with gay marriage or, or just homosexuality generally if it's a choice then it's not something that necessarily needs to be accepted by society and to me that is wrong to me it's about saying like if a, if a man is born a man and he, but he feels like a woman and he wants to be a woman and so she is a you know woman 
and I, I I struggle sometimes with with the the he she, you know the he or the she right. Yeah. I, I, I I confuse that sometimes. Never intentionally. But I think that again but, though that's the that's the education thing, and that's yeah. what Greg was saying is that now like the the gay thing is such a mainstream. Like everybody everybody knows how to deal with that, and everybody has dealt with it. Like, mm. well, it's because it's because I mean to Colin's point, like. Uh, uh, People who are transgendered, that is not as in in the mainstream yeah, as yeah, exactly. as being gay. Well, that's, being that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, but the, and so to me, it feels like we're almost 30 years ago with that. Yeah. Where we were with homosexuality in the 80s, we are with transgendered people now, mm-hmm. and it sucks because the answer to your to this is it's it's going to take another 20 years. I mean, even even. <sighs> Even in the workplace, like we've worked with transgender people, we worked with them at IGN, we worked with, uh, I've worked with them uh, all around. It's it's not, they're still looked at as sort of, I don't know, I don't want to even throw a term out because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, reinforce that negative stereotype. But it's not, it's not something that you see it's different. every I mean, day because people really are too goddamn afraid to come out. Like, look at what just happened. Finally, finally, someone had the chutzpah to come out and be like, "This is who I've been." All of my life, through three marriages, four kids, all this stuff, I am a woman, and that was and that was a phenomenal, phenomenal thing that that Caitlyn Jenner did for uh, transgendered people. Like, be, having just the 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 sheer willpower to do that must have been terrifying for Caitlyn Jenner. Coming out, doing that, living like that now, and actually, of course, now there's an e show about her, which. I'll be honest. I'll probably watch because I'm fascinated well, to see what, I mean, her life's what we're be like, talking right? about. Yeah, and the fact this that is you what's need necessary, that. You, and, and you and that's and it's true. And to, to the to <laughs> power, more power to E. God bless him. Like most of the time, I don't look at E uh, as anything that gives society anything worthwhile. But on this specific instance, like this is awesome, and this is what yeah. needs to happen. That, but that see, that's the thing, and like I think that's what we were talking about earlier with the the mainstream and all these people. Like all the corporations are only doing it kind of like as a fashion statement to say, "Hey, look, I'm cool." But it's like we can't look at it for that. Who gives a shit about that? It's the fact that they're putting out this positivity. Like another thing is I've seen so many jokes and a lot of people have actually tweeted at me being like, Oh man, thanks to Macklemore. Like now the gays are good. Like everything's fine. And it's just like, don't hate on Macklemore for this. Like who gives a shit? Like people will always bring up the argument of like, Oh, it's a, a white rapper. That's not gay using all of this to make a, like a song, just whatever. And it's like, who cares? He put out something positive. Well, first of all, he put out something genuine as well. It's not like he was just randomly throwing it out, throwing out any sort of that messaging because he's like, "This is going to sell records." I know. People would people might argue the opposite of that. Well, I'm sure there was a certain portion of him or his team or or his thought process that was like, "How do I make this as popular as possible?" Because that's what we all do. But to a certain degree, like, guess what? Every sort of messaging, anytime you want to affect any sort of change, there is a fair amount of marketing that has to happen in that, right? And there has been there have been a lot of thought leaders that have promoted that sort of change over the last 30 years who have worked really, really hard and put their put their safety and their family safety on the line to go out on a limb and say, this is how you should believe because this is the right thing to do. Um, but they're especially in the mainstream media, especially Hollywood, Hollywood is, is very much for uh, pro uh, pro gay rights. Because there are a lot of homosexuals in Hollywood, and the fact yeah. of the matter is, like that is that is a huge marketing vehicle to promote that positive change. That and just that's always that's what has to happen. And now we're starting to see that again, where we have, there's a show on E mm-hmm. about a transgendered person, yeah, and it is not being negatively received. Well, see, that's, that's that. what I'm that saying. Awesome. Like the argument to be made there is like they're only doing that because it's controversial, and it's like they're they're marketing that. It's like well, it is. Don't worry about that. Like this is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like look at that well, for the positivity. The, the of danger it. with that is, of course, when they they, they market they also market Kim Kardashian and a lot of people would look at her and be like okay well we're oversaturated with this we don't necessarily need her 
that whatever whatever message whatever she represents do we need more of that in this culture exactly but um, whatever I yeah mean, but they'll speak to different audiences that's true different I'm not saying I'm not saying Kim Kardashian's I, wrong I, I think she's you know she is what she, she is I she's believe, entertainment I believe you just said Kim Kardashian is the biggest threat to transgender acceptance uh, uh, no, that that would be. <laughs> I'm just telling I was you what I heard. Say, don't I was even gonna... don't even joke about that because her father just became Caitlyn Jenner. Like I know, yeah. I'm I, I, well, I was gonna. She's say, been very very accepting. I was gonna say that she, no one really thinks you just said that. Nicole. I was right. going to say that she was. I watched I watched the whole thing of like the whole special of him kind of coming to terms with this and talking to his kids and all this kind of stuff. And she was by far the most supportive of all of them. Yeah. And uh, I thought that showed a great deal of character on her part too. A lot of people give her shit, but I think she's still one of the most brilliant businesswomen in the entire oh, she United States. Absolutely is. Um, and absolutely. she's laughing all the way to the bank so hate 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 away she's the one who has the last laugh guaranteed um but there's a few th- so i agree with you caitlin jenner the bruce jenner caitlin jenner thing i think was a very brave and bold move and i think that uh vanity fair should also be applauded for that and um well, i'm sorry just real quick yeah. i think because a point i was trying to make earlier is i feel like that was from the marketing perspective and all that the call me caitlin i think that alone that statement is like such a huge step forward for the transgender stuff just because it's like, I'm not Bruce. I'm Caitlin. Call me Caitlin. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I feel like that is part of the getting it into the mainstream and educating people yeah. on how you're supposed to respond. Like earlier, you're saying you don't, you, we're not so sure. Like, is it I get confused sometimes because, like, because, because Caitlin Jenner is a good example of the fact that, like, and this is where things get complicated. You assume that because Caitlin Jenner is a man was a man and wants to be and, and feels a woman and becomes a woman that he is therefore gay, but he says that he's not. Nope. You know, so, like, then then the layers, like, get deeper and deeper. Like, he's always been attracted to a woman. He just feels like a woman. So, like, mm-hmm. there's the, it takes education and learning, and you're going to make mistakes, and that yeah. needs to be acceptable. And to, and to the credit of the people that make mistakes, some people are way too hard on the people that make mistakes. Yeah. Because it is a new... It's that, a brave new world. Like you don't. That's you, you, the other you, thing too. Is it's for the longest time, especially since you know for thirty six years I've operated under the assumption that there are a set amount of things that I need. Like there are a set amount of variants, right? This is a new one. Like you're either, if you're a man, you're either uh, uh, homosexual, heterosexual, or bisexual, right? So generally, yeah, you're in that category. But then now there is a person, there are people out there that maybe don't want to necessarily define themselves by those three categories. Fuck and we have labels, to be okay with that. You know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and that's know? the important oh, there's, thing. There's also a fourth one, but that's, that's whatever Kevin Asexual. does. Asexual. Whatever, um, whatever Kevin does. Oh, good Lord. I'm not I'm not going to bring it up, Kevin. I just wanted to throw it out um, there to lighten the man. I, I, I feel like, yeah, so I think that, you know, you again, I feel like it's an issue of, it, it, it's a delicate issue. And, you know, to the people that have a religious issue with it, I respect your religious issue. Understand that we live in a secular society, and your religious issues aren't really important in terms of in terms of the way we deal with in they terms are. of the way we deal with things in in, in society as a civic society. Mm-hmm. I will be in your corner if the Supreme Court goes Catholic, the Catholic Church, and the Jew and the Jewish. You know, uh, you have to, you can go to synagogue or whatever, and you have to marry gay people, and it's even though it's against your religious doctrine. Frankly, I'll be right in your corner. I'll but say see, that that's totally wrong because that infringes on your religious rights. Right. Just as your feeling of thinking that your religious doctrine can affect the rights of a homosexual who might not believe in your religion, who might be an atheist, who might be of a different religion, or who just doesn't give a fuck and just wants to get married. They're not interested in banging your fucking church door down and getting married in your church. Right. And if that doesn't happen and that's not going to happen, then uh, then it, it, it's, it's a live and let live society. We are a secular society. There is a separation of church and state that is explicit. You know? And so your religious concerns are totally valid. Yeah, I but- come from a religious family, but it's not relevant to the argument you know yeah i mean, I mean you, you, but you but that's the problem though i mean you see like so much of our government is tied in with religion 
and so uh, to a, to a point that it's almost it's it's confusing. It really is because especially if you're growing up as as uh, you're a teenager, like how would you, you would see senators or people running for president talking about God, and you would assume that those two are intrinsically tied together, and they are not, and they should not be, but they kind of are. Right. That's where and that's where the that's where that comes in. The other problem is and the other question is, you know, a lot of gay people are Catholic. Like, yeah, no shit, man. So what do you do there? I mean, but I mean, on that on that in that regard. Yeah, you can't. The way I look at it is you can't force a corporation to serve to 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 provide a service that they don't want to have to provide. Right. I mean, I guess. you. Well, this is the thing. This is and this is where things get muddy. And 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 I respect that this is going to be a bit of a mess for some companies because the Civil Rights Act of 1964 says you can't do that. So. Like, like, it, you know, it was the whole like lunch counter argument and all that kind of thing. You know, uh, you know, black people sitting at the the lunch counter at, at you know Howard Johnson's mm-hmm. or whatever to get served and they wouldn't be served and they were removed and, well, and all I mean, these kinds of things. So, but maybe that's good. Maybe that social pressure will force the Catholic Church specifically to to bend a little bit to it, right? I mean, we've already seen it. everyone always talks about how this pope is a little bit more liberal than everyone else. Maybe that is the next step where they do start beating down the doors and saying, "Why can't we get married under God?" If we can get married in the state, how come our God is not the same as your God? You know, we believe the same that you do. We just have this one little minor. Yeah, this is coming. This, from, this is coming from a backwards institution that doesn't even let women be priests. But I digress. And that's I was going to say that's a that's a fight that drove me away from the Catholic Church that it has been being fought for more than what I mean my and entire it, lifetime. And no, yeah. there's been no movement. Maybe New Pope changes that. But if New Pope can change that and change this, then he's not New he's Pope. Not, he's he's ul- Super Pope. He's not ultimately not going to change anything. They can't even get married, which is like ridiculous. Jesus was married. I hate to tell you. Um, so I know the Bible doesn't say that they gloss over that conveniently, Colin. Uh, well, they leave out they leave out a few years. The uh, dogma covered it all. But uh, watch the documentary Dogma. I was also reading that that he had a brother as well, but I don't know if that's what the historicity of that is. So I, I appreciate I appreciate that there's all sorts of nuance, right? And I think that what was his brother's name? Uh, Jim. Jim, Jim Christ. Jim Christ. Uh, so, Hi, I'm Jim. Jim Christ. So, <laughs> yes, I am relation to Jesus. So I, I appreciate that there's a lot of meat on the bone, right? There's a lot of things to consider that, yeah, because I, I, I really do believe in religious freedom as well. And we have to respect a person's religious freedom. But in the civil, in the civic sphere, that doesn't take precedence over uh, the inalienable rights of the individual. And so that's why I think that this is a victory, you know? And you can have it both ways. I, I really do believe that... Um, that you know, if the church doesn't want to marry, and you know, whoever they want to marry is that's their right as a, a religious institution. A private but that's, club, exactly. Well, but that's I mean, not what the question is. But as well, though, I mean, like if I'm not super religious, they wouldn't marry me either. Like no, I, I, I can't, can't, I can't go into a Jewish uh, synagogue and, and get married. Exactly. I can't do that. And I, I'm not I, I go I, Catholic. I, I have mean, friends that have had to convert to Judaism, and it is. It is all. It is a process. They're serious about that. They're not screwing around, dude. I, I, I got. I didn't get confirmed, so I can't get married in the church. Yeah, and I'm Catholic. And that's fine. So um, I'm an atheist, but I'm culturally Catholic. Like I would get married in church if they would let me, but they're not. So it's, it's there's exactly rules. like Kevin, there's rules. Kevin can't work here anymore unless he gets me a cup of coffee. It's exactly the same way. I quit. No, oh, <laughs> he's standing up for himself. This kitten's so got I, claws. So I want to close. I want to close with a couple a couple of thoughts, if I may. To our audience, you know, it's important for you guys to realize and understand that you are welcome here with us, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your gender identity, regardless of any of those things. There's a lot of hate out there, and it's a very uncomfortable place for people that feel different to feel safe and at home somewhere. And you are at home here with us. We don't, we don't judge you for the choices you make. We don't judge you for the way you feel, because I don't think it's a choice. I think I don't understand why people, so many people still think it's a choice. Why would you choose to be different if you didn't have if you didn't have to be it makes no sense you know so, and put yourself in peril and put maybe even your life in danger sometimes or put your happiness or your your success or your career in danger so you're welcome here with us and 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 
this is there's no room for bigotry at kind of funny. Um, and for those of you that are uncomfortable with that or uncomfortable with these decisions or whatever, that's totally fine. Um, we respect that too, but we 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 want to keep the, the 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 debate and the conversation around this respectful as well. Um, I think uh, the homosexual community in the United States, uh, the gay community, has scored uh, a great victory. Um, I am now ready to fight uh, the cause for uh, the transgender acceptance uh, movement as well, which I think is very important because it's important for people to be happy mm. and to feel accepted. And that's not an issue of religion, and it's not an issue of constitutionality. It's an issue of humanism, you know, and. Mm. We can argue about immigration, we can argue about the economy, we can argue about government, but when it comes down to the individual, we are born with inalienable rights, and it doesn't matter what you're, what you, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, or if you're a liberal or a conservative, or whatever you happen to be, you have the same rights, and uh, we've just affirmed that this week, so congratulations to you. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today. That's basically right. it. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't take, just as a side note, hopefully it doesn't take as long for transgendered. Hopefully we've accelerated. Now that social Hopefully media is yeah. here. This is a different story. Yeah. And Tim. Macklemore, get on that. What's your topic? So, my topic is, what is the most extravagant thing that anyone's ever done for you? Extravagant plan, extravagant, mm. just, what is something that's just blown your mind because you've been like, I can't believe someone would do this for me. Mm-hmm. In any way. It could be good, it could be bad, it could be whatever. Mm. Just extravagant. The reason I bring this up is because this weekend was my birthday and my girlfriend came up with this with this ridiculous plan where on Saturday the entire day she had me like it was essentially a scavenger hunt where i was going all around the bay area doing all types of Is she with you? stuff she was not with me gotcha she was not with me because so there's a, there's a bit of a story that goes with this I mean, i'll let you know because it's a rigmarole. so my most extravagant thing yeah. was this weekend yes where when i first met her the day i met her we were discussing the movie Gone Girl and how much I loved that movie and enjoyed it a lot. And I enjoyed the the idea of it. And there's clues being given. And like for, for people that haven't seen the movie, the, there's a girl that possibly is dead. Wait, we should preface with this was a lot more positive than Gone Girl. Not necessarily. In- so there's a girl <laughs> that was uh, possibly dead. And it looked like the her husband killed her. And... He, there was just a bunch of clues set around of like what happened to her, right? And yeah. like he was just trying to figure out is she dead, is she not dead, all that stuff, right? And he she had to, gone, like, girl. She, she, the girl was gone. Um, she so gone, girl. We, we talked she about gone. we talked about that for a long time and ha- how much I liked it and just intricacies and stuff. And she read the book. I didn't read the book because I don't read. But uh, we we discussed that. It was a big point in the 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 seed of our relationship, right? So what happened was I woke up on Saturday. And I walked into the living room of her place and shit was everywhere just like it was in the movie where it looked like there was like a crime scene going on and there was a clue. Are you a heavy sleeper? Uh-huh. Are you a heavy sleeper? Yeah, I am. And also okay. it was just like, I mean, it wasn't like a fucking train came through the place. You just wake up and there's blood all over the fucking <laughs> ceiling. You're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, you look down, no, her no. body's exploded. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it <laughs> wasn't like that. It, but it wasn't like that. But the girl was gone. That was a, a key was thing. She was okay. gone. And uh, there was a key thing there where there was a clue, and I, I read it. It was like a riddle. And um, then it, it led me to go to different places. And then throughout the day, I was going to all these different places. All the places had some reason to be like a thing between the two of sure. us. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the first one, for example, was it sent me to the Mission District to go to the yoga studio that she frequents 
to do yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, which I would have paid to see. Yeah. So so I went I went there and I, I picked her up and dropped Did her you do off yoga? There a bunch of times. So I get there. So I was given a, a partner for this, which is one of our, our mutual friends, the the one of my best friends' girlfriends, who is how I met okay. her. Blah blah blah. It's this whole thing. And she was kind of like my partner in crime through the day to make sure that like we were on track. Yeah, so there was the something to his aisles. Some things were timed, and there was yeah, you know all it. this stuff. Yeah. And um, I like it a lot to uh, season four of uh, Game of Thrones with the Hound and Arya, where it's like right. the most unlikely couple, but it was like oh this ended up working out pretty well. It was like that because gotcha. I was just like me and this girl we're great friends. I've known her for like eight years, but it's like I don't know if there's ever uh, a situation where I'm like. Me and you, we're hanging out for 12 hours today. We're going to go all around. It's like, that wouldn't happen. It took 12 hours to get all these clues Oh, in? I mean, it was like a, it was a whole day experience. Yeah. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, so I went and I did yoga and it was horrifying and it was frightening and I felt very out of place. Um, but it was also awesome for many reasons Nick has explained in the past. Yep. Um, There's a visual aesthetic <laughs> to yoga that can't be denied. It won't be denied. Yeah. It definitely made me wonder, like, do beautiful people do yoga or does yoga make beautiful people? I wonder that every single time. And, um, and then I go in and I go, nope, it's beautiful people do yoga because I look at my fat ass doing it and I don't look good at all. <laughs> I'm sweating. My hair is like this. You see that what, right what? there? Look at the camera. I'm like this. There you go. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm smelling bad. I'm huffing and puffing. Then I yeah. look over and the just the angels that are in my yoga studio are just like, they're, they're like standing by one fucking finger like doing a headstand and I'm uh-huh. like hey guys you know what you were just born beautiful you were born pretty don't look at me my precious so it was really hard it was much harder than I ever thought it would be and I thought it was going to be pretty hard so I'm like alright now this is about maybe 8am are you I'm in just jeans like, and a t-shirt no it was like so that's why the, uh, the my friend being there? there with me was like kind of good to kind of like you know make sure I was prepped for whatever I was doing um and so we went from the the yoga place to this, like, there was a clue about Starbucks, oh, which yeah. I, I got right a fucking way. I was like, I know where we're going. So we go to Starbucks, and I order a drink, um, and they, they give me a drink with another clue. And I'm oh, like, I enjoy this. I like this a Starbucks lot. playing along. Yeah. And uh, it was funny, too, because I, I got, like, a post brief later, and um, my girlfriend was telling me that... Uh, she went to the Starbucks near us, <laughs> and then she was just like, "Hey, yeah, so I'm doing this thing," and, and explained it. And I was just like, "You're going to be giving it to this guy." And the guy was like, she "Showed him a picture of him." Yeah, showed me a picture of showed of the guy me. a picture of Tim. And the guy goes, "Oh, I've never seen that guy before." <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, and the, so my friend was with me and was Snapchatting this whole thing. Which you guys don't really know about Snapchat, but there's things called stories. So it's like your your day. And it just like adds on top of each other. So at the end of the day, there was like five minutes of footage that you could just watch, like chronicling this yeah. whole thing. And then it disappeared in 24 hours because Snapchat's stupid. But um, so I got the Starbucks. I'm like, this is awesome. Dude, like, I can speed this story up with. No, I don't like through, it. I like through, what you're doing. Well, okay, I'll, I'll keep going then. So from there, we you go from going. Starbucks. I'm pee, though. I'm okay, sorry. okay, I apologize, cool. everyone. Couldn't Kevin, make it to the break. I couldn't. So after Starbucks, we go and uh, I might be skipping some stuff, but bring back my But computer. the idea is. After that, my next clue was it led me to CorgiCon, which oh, was Corgi a Con's Corgi a convention on Ocean Beach. I go there. There is 400 motherfucking Corgis, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, including Roger the Rascal, which is my favorite Corgi. Follow him on, on Instagram, and uh, he's the best. Now, to be fair, Greg, <laughs> I need to, I need to uh, take a step back here and admit that the clue 
didn't make too much sense. How the Corgi Con? Yeah. The the clue was written in a way that I don't Walk remember your short word legs for word. Down to the beach. But it said something like three hundred ninety nine other dogs <laughs> to seech. But no, so they had it did rhyme and stuff. But the rhyme led me to believe it said something like where the the land meets blue or something like that. So I'm like, all right, it's the ocean. I get that. But I thought that it rhymed because it rhymed with zoo. So ah, I was like, oh. I'm like, the zoo is oh, over there. I'm, I'm thinking the zoo is right next to the beach. I'm like, all right. And the other thing that got me was like, it's your like it's your mascot or something like that. So I'm like, oh. Fucking Pigeons. Cheetos. Oh. The chimpanzee. Ah, yes. yes, yes the the yes, orangutan. Yes. Uh, we're going to the beach. I mean, we're going to the zoo. Like, that makes sense. And then the girl. Is the friend like, no? No. The, well, the friend was like trying to play along and like trying to like let me fuck up and be like, I don't know. Who's what else do you think it but could be? There was like certain timed things that we had to get to. It'd She's like, awesome it's not the zoo. So I uh, just don't. It'd be so awesome if you, you were trying to get into the chimpanzee cage, orangutan cage. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I want to see how far you go. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I was just like, no. And then she's like, no, think about it. Think hard. Like, what's your mascot? I'm like, oh, we're going to Greg's. It's Portillo. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the sunset's kind of near the ocean. She's like, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, no, it's Portillo. And like, I got upset about it. I'm like, it's either Portillo or fucking Cheetos. I will yeah, not yeah. admit anyone else being my mascot. And they're like, no, it's Raja. I'm like, all right, fine. Right, I'll, I'll give it. I like that dog a lot. Yeah. But I don't know if it's my mascot. Okay. But anyways, we go to CorgiCon. It's great. I meet my friends who own Raja. At any point when they said mascot, did you think Kevin? Because like if that that seems Kevin's like not my mascot. I'm just saying, like Portillo's and, <laughs> cheerleader yeah, that's maybe, but okay. mascot not so much. Um, and then after that, we went. We went to this really nice uh, lunch spot I like called Nick's out in Pacifica. Got me myself a crab sandwich, and I okay. liked that. Um, and this is you and this girl still. Me and the girl. Well, and then we went, and each place had different. Sure. My friends, oh, like different oh, variations neat, of my neat, friends. Neat, so neat. I met. My friend Curran over at, at the beach and his girlfriend Shari. Then we went. We had lunch with other people. It's just like this whole thing, right? But then we get to uh, Pacifica. So at this point, like this is a mul- multiple city adventure, right? A lot of driving, a lot of things going on. I eat my meal, and I, then the hostess comes up and like with the check, whatever, gives the next clue. I'm like, all right. And I look at it and it says some shit about a lighthouse. I'm like, oh god. I instantly knew that she was talking about Forbes Island. Mm-hmm. Which is the place that me and Nick went for uh, the Pivot TV TV shoot Mm. that we did, Mm. which was a Pier 39. And I'm like, fuck my life. I need to go to the tourist trap. This is so far. Um, So we spent the next like two hours traveling from there, from Pacifica over there. Through Pride. I was going to say, this is Pride weekend. This was, yeah. yeah, so through Pride. So it was quite the adventure. It was, again, once again, like season four of Game of Thrones with Hound and Arya. We did this whole thing. We do that. And then we, like after that, we ended up going downtown for something. And then we went to uh, Starbucks again. And then uh, she knows me. She knows me well. Um, ended up going security. to the Kabuki Thanks Theater, yeah, which is where, where you guys first met. We first really met and watched Fifty Shades of Grey together. Yeah. Then there was a final clue about where we're eating. She was like, hey, you're finally going to find me. It's all good, whatever. Um, we're all going to eat. And the clue said something about knives. And I'm like, oh, we're going back to her house because of the knives, uh-huh. as everybody knows Instagram. from the Instagram post. I'm like, this is happening. And then my friend's like, no, no, that's not what's happening. I'm like, What? And so then I realized Benihana is like next door. Oh, sure. And I'm like, at one point I mentioned I really like Benihana. Yeah. She latched onto that shit. I'm like, I appreciate that. Yeah. So we go good. to Benihana and like a bunch of people were there. I was like, oh, surprise. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And um, then then after that, we went out to uh, 90s Hip Hop Club and then randomly Nick Scarpedo was there. Didn't, yeah. Didn't expect you to be she there. She wanted a big group. <laughs> but I enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah. It was and, real fun. Uh, so that real fun. is the long and short of that day. Wow. I'm sure I'm missing stuff. I'm sure she's listening. So. 
Thanks for inviting us. I missed things out. Um, Yeah, everyone should you should have invited Greg and Colin. Uh, Greg and Colin wouldn't have come out anyway. Colin would have declined. I actually would have. I would have done it. You would have loved this club, by the way. I I Uh, make exceptions because you. you, We walked in and it was. uh, It was a Whitney Houston uh, uh, video was playing. Then it went from Whitney Houston to Vanilla Ice. Then from Vanilla Ice to like. I thought it was like too, too short or something like that. I don't know, it doesn't matter. It was, two chains? Yeah, it was good. It was awesome. It, it was, was really, really, fun. really, it was really fun club. Um, but yeah, so that was definitely the most extravagant thing anyone's ever done. Yeah. For me. Now, the thing here is this sounds like a Tim Gettys thing. I do that shit. I love putting on these big productions, but I never once in my life thought someone's going to do this for me. Someone's going to do anything like this. So I was like, holy shit, this yeah. is insane. Yeah. She went all out. She wrote all these clues, made sure it had to. You know, get everybody like in line and stuff, and it was hard too. Like Kevin couldn't be a part of it because he was out doing uh, Kevin stuff, Meaning. and his girlfriend. He was at Kevin Con. Yeah, well, Kevin Con. This is one attendee, but it was awesome. It was a great but, uh, but yeah, so it's like it was very, very, very impressive to see her. Yeah, pull all this together and do all this crazy shit. And like, I'm the type of person that would appreciate that, you know. And I appreciated the shit out of it. And like, since for the last couple of days, I've just been. Thinking like, good lord, that happened. That yeah. really happened. She yeah. really went through with doing this insane thing. So thank you. What are your guys' most? Uh, I have no crazy fucking things? idea. That's like that no one's ever done a fucking cross city <laughs> meet and greet thing. No one likes me that much. Um, I mean, for me, the <laughs> uh, for me, I think the the amount of effort my brother put into my bachelor party was pretty uh. freaking tremendous. And like, just Matt's the kind of guy that. Like, when he's taking care of, like, something, he's taking care of it, right? And when it came to that bachelor party, he knocked it out of the park. He got all the invites together, uh, got all the rooms together, made sure we had dinner reservations, made sure the cabana was booked. Uh, all I mean, I didn't have to worry about anything. It was literally, like, being taken care of for three days. Um, and then just having someone throw a tremendous amount of alcohol down your throat. So it was it was awesome. Um, I will give a shout-out to my wife, though. She We've never done... Like a big push like that, but the small things she does, I think, are really, really, really important to me sometimes. The things that she does without me asking, like sometimes I'll, like when I come back from convention, she'll just be like, hey, I booked you a massage appointment. Oh. And I'm like, I oh, don't have to do that. She's like, it's already done. I already paid for it. Don't worry about it. So it's, it's done. And so like after that really hard, like she realizes how hard I've worked and how much my knees hurt or whatever. And I'll go and I'll just get pampered for like an hour and a half on her. You know, because she also knows how much, how big of a hang up I have when, like, I don't spend money on fun stuff for myself ever. Like, if if it was, if I desperately needed a, a back massage because I had a muscle that just like wasn't working anymore, I'd be like, eh, it'll work itself out. You know, I just, I just won't put the hundred dollars toward it. And so she does that stuff for me, and I think that's really really cool. Um, which makes me think that maybe I should start reciprocating at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. No, overrated. Overrated. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really bad about that, man. Like, I, I get on the grind of, like, work, 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 work with this with this notion in the back of my head that, like, eventually we'll catch up and get so far ahead that I'll, I'll make up all the time yeah. that I that I miss with her. And it just doesn't happen, man. You got to really just do it. Like, if you have a significant other, just do something nice for them. Like, I don't know. If it's their birthday, buy them the thing they want. Even if you, you know, you don't think it's a good idea, you kind of just do it. Fuck. I don't know. Because eventually <laughs> you're just going to get like three years into your four years in your relationship or like in nine years like mine and realize that you just haven't done enough of that. And it's not. No, it's I'll start. I probably won't. Actually, I'm taking my wife away this weekend. Ah, you guys, you take her you away a lot. But she initiates it. Oh. That's the thing. She's like, it's more her taking us away than it is me going, hey, I'm going to surprise you with a, a sure, weekend away. Sure, sure. Which I know she wants, and I don't know why I don't do it, but then you look at our calendar, and it's like every week from here 
to like September. We got something that yeah. I'm like, and I feel like an asshole because when I get to the weekends, and I'm just like, I just, God, I, I just want to sit. Play man. Batman. Actually, not even play Batman. Sometimes I, I caught myself the other day just laying on my couch staring at the ceiling, and it was so amazing. <laughs> my wife's like, she's kind of looking at me for like a good, I don't even know how long I was doing it. She's like, you do know you've been staring at a white wall for the last like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I didn't know how long it was, but it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> it's my alternative to sleep. <laughs> well, no, but think about like, think about all of the all of the things we have done as a group together in the last like few weeks and what we're we're heading into Comic-Con next week we've got Screw Attack after that just the sheer amount of volume of information and like experience that we take in on a weekly basis i think sometimes it can be overwhelming where like oh, i yeah. just need to sit and like let it all just kind of sink in and then bleed out and like refill the tank like sure. or empty the tank out you know so that we can get those new experiences in uh much the same that you know Colin we were talking about that on a prior episode where um it's just sometimes it's it's a lot to deal with, and it takes a lot of energy. And so sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you want to just kind of keep a little bit of that for yourself. But it's you have to do that with a significant other. You have to kind of find that extra energy somewhere and put it in there. Otherwise, she's going to be like, Kevin, don't raise your eyebrows at me when I say put it in there. I don't like the connotation. Kevin, stop the I'm not talking about that hog you got yeah. between your thighs. Look at him. It's like it's it's like the pants had to be let out a little bit. The column was right shirt looks good on him. I'll tell you what. It, it does. does. It looks good. Um, I don't know. So those, those are my two things. I think my, my bachelor party was the thing that stand, stands out because my brother did an amazing job with that. Everyone had a great time. He we did. fucking had t-shirts made. Yeah. For Christ's sake. I, I showed up. I was like, there's t-shirts here that, that says Nick's bachelor party. That's that's awesome. And I was actually able to take that then. And when I threw a bachelor party, I took all those things and threw it toward it. And everyone appreciated it. It was really fun. Awesome. And you pretended like it was all your idea. I did. I took 100 percent of the credit for it. Even though half the people at that bachelor party were at my bachelor. It was party really also. just part two. It really was. It was like the it was the Empire Strikes Back. No of bachelor it, party. It wasn't the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it was like the Hot Shots Part Two, where like it was the exact same movie, but just kind of better and bigger. That's. I mean, that's, that's actually exactly very fucking accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. It wasn't. Yeah, there was no. There was no consistent in the story plot. It was just the exact same movie. Yeah. <laughs> you got any golf? Not on that level, no. I for real I, don't I, either. Like, I, I just don't have anything. I, I'm sure I, I'm forgetting I, something I'll get yelled at about later, but no, I don't. Jesus. I feel like I feel like people that would do things like that for me know better. Like if they were like, oh, we're going to do a scavenger hunt, I'd be like, no, nah, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's yeah, why. I, I, for me, got me a really cool Superboy cake a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I think for me, like this, that's why nah, it's extra so. awesome is... There's there's something to be said about people that do huge productions and huge things for people it's that, very nice. that don't want it though. Like that's like it's like you are misreading. Like that's not a nice gesture at that point. You're just kind of like stroking your own ego with that. It's like yeah, it's an interesting look point. at this big thing I'm doing for you. Like you should love me for this. And it's like, well, if you're not catering it to the person and what their needs and wants are, you're kind of just being a dick, really. Yeah. And uh then well, getting also, mad about that. Because there's a thin line between Knowing your significant other and then like kind of missing the mark a little bit, right? And yeah. You're like, well, like was I mean, you know? I mean, you're never gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, know what that means now. Thanks to Colin. Uh, but yeah, there is like I know what my wife wants for her birthday and for our anniversary. I know what experiences she wants. Um, and the, actually, the big thing for her is she she wants to be taken on vacation. So we planned a vacation finally. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's her big push. But like, if I were to surprise her with something that i knew was out of her like you know my wife she's a very particular person she likes what she likes she's actually kind of like the female colin she likes what she likes and everything else doesn't exist to her and so like if i was if i'm trying 
if I'm trying to introduce something to her, that's almost insensitive on my part because I'm like, well, I, yeah. I, you, I know who you are. You're a 36 year old person at this point. You know what you like. I'm not going to screw with that. Yeah, and that's why to me this was so special because she knows me. She knows I would appreciate this, and then she fucking went through with it, which is like, holy shit, that's a huge undertaking. So it's definitely much appreciated, but it's like, yeah, I mean, like I can imagine for you, it's it's different things. Yeah, I wouldn't want. I mean, I was the only thing that came to mind that was similar, but not, I don't think on scope is when we went to Louisville actually, because uh, that was fun in the sense that that was all basically set up. The the extraordinary thing about that was that that was Eric Castro is our good friend who does follow the leader with us. Um, he knows everyone in the fucking bar industry. Um, he knew guys in Louisville, which is like you know ground zero for fucking bourbon. Um, and we went there and for three days, his friend who we have never met before and have never talked to since (laughs) rented a van and drove 12 of us around the entire state to go to like all of these distilleries, half of which do not let people actually visit. So they were like totally just like favors that he called in or whatever. And that was probably the most extra. And then at night we would go to like these nice dinners every night. Um, silver dollar was probably the best place we went in Louisville, Mm -hmm. which is like a famous bourbon bar. Um, so that was probably the closest I got. And I was very thankful for that. It was very overwhelming for me because the reason I wanted to do that Louisville trip to begin with was because I never acknowledged my birthday. I, in fact, I tried to go through my birthday without even saying anything so no one even knows because I was just like, it's just, you know, it's it, in a way it's embarrassing. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's in October. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it was. it's like one of those things where I want, like intentionally for my 30th birthday, I'm like, I'm going to do something and actually compile my friends together if I can. And actually for once since I, the first time, literally since I turned 21, um, do something, you know? Right. And, uh, and we did and we had a great time and it was all basically set up by other people, which I thought was like really, really nice. Cause I don't, I try to make it a habit of not asking anything of anyone mm-hmm. cause I don't want to burden people. It's a very libertarian kind of mantra, but it's just like, I can just handle it myself. You yeah. know, like I don't, I don't like that. So it was weird to rely on other people and that they, you know, it's not weird that they came through cause they're reliable, but um, so that's about as close as I could possibly get. And that was a, that was probably one of the greatest vacations I'd ever taken. Actually, because it was just we were just fucking wasted the entire time. It was great. We really weren't. Uh, yeah, we were. We just weren't fucking belligerent. We were we drank all day for three days. But we said every time we came home, we're not as drunk as we thought we'd be. And then we sit around a little fu- bit buzzed. And then we'd sit around the fire. <laughs> I've heard you say that so many times. Yeah, I drink a lot, Nick. Right I have a problem. Thanks out. for trying to stop me. I'm not as drunk as I get think. Daddy's I am. juice. <laughs> get Daddy's juice. Uh. Yeah, and then we would sit. That was just that was just a really nice. That was just a nice vacation. That was a good. We had good people there, and and people from all over the place, and it was it was a good time. So that's about as close as I get. But nothing ever. I don't know if I would ever let someone execute something that extravagant for me. I would feel I would feel bad because I would say, look, I'm a very simple guy. Like every year, my wife's like, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" Because she knows better. She knows to ask me, and the answer is always the same. I'm like nothing. I just want to spend the weekend with you relaxing that is it i don't want to spend any money i don't want you to have to buy me anything i don't want the pressure of like the acceptance of the gift because yeah. there's pressure there's there so too. much and my wife at oh, this point thank you what well, exactly this thing. like at this point my wife knows exactly what i want uh and she knows that that's not something that like there's there are no presents out there that i necessarily want her to spend money on like i don't want her to spend her hard-earned money on me we're i mean for christ's sake it's our money at this point when you get married it's like who are you kidding it's all one pot of money that you guys share, right? So, like, I'm basically buying myself a present at this point is how I look at it. And I'm like, I don't want you to have to do that. Um, and, or sometimes she'll, like, work extra to have to, to, to get me something. And I'm like, no, just relax and spend time with me. So, like, I would have so much anxiety if I knew someone was planning that for me. I'd be like, shit, I don't think I could do this. How about you just take me to a movie? 
get me a big DC, maybe some Junior Mints, maybe like some Kit Kats, some Hell into the White chocolate Kit Kats right now. Have you guys had these? Are they selling these on the streets of America? Oh my God, they're so good. Okay. Yeah, they're so good. Okay. So good. Uh, Scott Lowe, his girlfriend Cindy planned our trip to Japan. Uh, so there you go. That's my most extravagant thing. And that was just because we were ta- you, tagging along on their vacation to Japan <laughs> with Shuhei and Warren Price and Christine and Panda Musk. Um, no big deal. No just big deal. Hung out with Shuhei. Yeah. It's, that's normal for me. You're such a baller. <laughs> no hey, when they made, were you pissed off when they made the show Ballers that your episode hasn't aired yet? I was, no, I was happy because The Rock's in it. Yeah. I'm happy he's getting work. That's good. Regular work. Oh, so you turned it down so for, so he could get it? Exactly. I'm a big fan of Dwayne Johnson. Okay. You could have actually done that role as an ex-football player. Really couldn't. Ex-linebacker. I'm too young. That's true. No. If I, if I look, I mean, no, like, you, you figure when, be, I mean, when Dick Buckus showed up on My Two Dads, he had to be 38, 42. Like, I, I, butt kiss. Yeah, one of the best Chicago Bears of all time. Don't start talking shit. You'll get shot. Don't need to talk any shit about that. Thank bro. you. He, he, I mean, <laughs> shit talks itself. <laughs> Dick Buckus can come in this room right now and beat the living fuck out of you to this hey, day. There's people <laughs> with, I mean, like, wait, with wait. much less effective names that could do that. Don't, don't fuck with Dick. Mm, I won't fuck with the Dick. That's not my favorite thing to fuck with. I'm not gonna do anything with a Dick. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna handle the Dick. I'm not going to manhandle the dick. He's not liking this. He's watching this right now, and he's not thrilled with what he's saying. Would, you, would it blow you the fuck away if Dick Buckus was like, dude, I'm a huge fan of your show? Yeah, of course. What if the dick was good? Would you handle it then? I mean, if the dick was good, I'd probably, I mean, I might consider taking it out, you know, to, no, Kevin's, Kevin's waved me off on this one. Kevin's saying wrap My topic comes from one of my favorite websites of all time, twitter.com slash no taxation slash status 615373732555466624. I enjoy that a lot. Perhaps we could just link this image in the episode. I'm editing it, so I'm sure that'll happen. Okay, Ma- great. Kevin's making note of it, I'm sure. Um, So Colm Moriarty was on the Twitter. Mm, he asked me if I saw this image. Mm. You, I showed it to you earlier. Yes. It's every superhero movie. Now... To 2019. Thank you. Everything that's coming up. I will read through them real quickly and then ask the question Colin asked that I said save for this. Chronological order. Ant-Man in July. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Four August. Mm -hmm. Deadpool February. Batman v Superman March. Civil War. Captain America. May. X-Men Apocalypse. May 2016. Uh, Doctor Strange. July 2016. Suicide Squad. August 2016. Gambit. October 2016. Wolverine 3. March 2017 guardians of the galaxy 2 may 2017 wonder woman june 2017 spider-man july 2017 fantastic four 2 july 2017 <laughs> thor ragnarok odyssey november 2017 justice league november 2017 march 2018 that's the flash avengers infinity war part one may 2018 black panther july 2018 aquaman july 2018 Captain Marvel, November 2018. April 2019 brings us the Flash movie. Avengers Infinity War Part 2. second Flash movie? No, I didn't say second Flash. That's the Flash right there on March 18th. So is this a Flash 2? Or is that Shazam? What is that? That's the wrong logo if that's Shazam. It's not clickable. We'll look into it. We're going to look into that. Avengers Infinity War Part 2, May 2019. Justice League 2, June 2019. Inhumans, July 2019. can't be Shazam because that's Captain Marvel right there. All right, don't worry about it, social media pickup on that one. 300 wow not bad uh it's because you insulted <laughs> it so the question is colin tweeted no the bottom won't fall out definitely not lol thanks to all who shared this image with me thanks for the capital lol just like a giant wall. the question is when that. will which one of these is gonna be the first movie to bomb now let's figure out what april 2019 is 
April 2019. See, I... I, Okay, what's the definition of bomb? None of them will bomb. None None of them them will bomb. None of them will bomb. Is it Shazam? Well, that's on that person because that's not the Shazam logo. That's a Flash logo. They should fucking learn what the fuck they're doing. It's a lightning bolt. One lightning bolt. Right, right. right. Not the multiples. Um... What is your definition of bomb? Bomb to me means that the that it does not make its money back. Okay, and that uh, let there me, are let me preface, on that list that will not make it money does back. not make a profit. Which I think all of these will. I think all of these will make a defined profit, and, and not in the United States. Some of these might not do well in the United States, but they will do well in the foreign sure. markets because they convert so well easily. They translate so well over in foreign markets. It's ridiculous. And also, half of these are probably being shot in China right now, so they're probably getting huge, huge, huge stipends for that. Um, yeah, my, my, that, I mean, rather. I asked that because my definition of, of fall, bottom falling out is not necessarily a financial fatigue because who really gives a shit um, if the if the studios make money or not. The question is, will viewers like them and will viewers go to see them? And there are multiple movies on this list that people are not going to care about. All right, let's go piece by piece then. Ant-Man. Ant-Man's probably getting good reviews, people but I think go because it's like the it. tip of the spear. Um, of what? Of, this, of, this, of, of the, well, not only this, the but tip of, of, the of, end. of the movement. To like of pre-announcing, this is the first Marvel movie that was like pre-announced a long time ago. That's coming out, correct? No. When they when they when they did that when for DC, Wave two or three, yes. But I mean, saying, Marvel, but Marvel announced Wave one a long time ago. Colin, that had a whole bunch of movies going out. But I'm saying for that DC Marvel when they were going back and forth about a year ago or so, and that's when they got all the way down here to the Inhumans, uh-huh. and then I guess well, I guess that's is that DC. Yeah, that's Shazam. Yeah. So that's more what I'm talking about. This is block of this is when the conversation really began about comic book movies. Okay, being. Like westerns, for instance. Yeah, it was like what? It was like two Comic Cons ago. Yeah, I mean this shit's all stupid like, anyway. Check but, this out, and then in 2019, <laughs> and then in 2034, and then 2078. You're like, what the what the fuck? Uh, Ant Man, Ant probably going to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to do great, but well, it, we'll, we'll, we'll it, see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with with Ant Man. I don't think that that's one of the ones that's going to do. Well, that's going to be yeah. Bad. Taking it piece by piece, Ant Man. Everyone's going to go see because they're all going to wonder. It's going to do. Really everyone's well. going to wonder if it's good or not. That's mm-hmm. going to be that is the tip of the spear. You're right. Fantastic Four might not do that well that's the one that i'm identifying as the first one that doesn't do well. that might be the the first one that people are like it's good it's going to make money but it might not be the blowout success that they're hoping for yeah, but actually, also, i, I mean it's, hoping it's gonna be a blowout so it's like it's i don't even think that's in the same playing field as a lot of these other ones like fantastic four it's a re reboot from of a series that the didn't. other guys you know yeah. it's not yeah. marvel it's not um well no but DC, fox has they have x-men they have good x-men. for them cool but Days but of it's not Past x-men good, but it it's cool. not x-men though it's something else like but Fox really is X Men. Like all the other stuff they've had is like you don't even count it. It's not really part of the universe. This is the first time that they're building the universe that's not X Men. See, right? but th- that's this the, is uh, the hard, this is the hard thing for the next the next three of these or the next five of these I'm looking at or six of them I, I really want to see. So for me, six. I'm, I'm fascinated by Ant Man. I actually really really like Miles Teller and I like the Fantastic Four. I like Michael I like, B. I like Jordan this, too. I like Michael B. Jordan. I like. Uh, uh, it's based more on the Ultimate Kate Fantastic Mara. Four, which I prefer. I think it looks cool. I'm gonna go see that. Uh, Deadpool is isn't that one of the see. first R rated? Yeah. yeah, you gotta see That's that. That's gonna be fucking because awesome. it's gonna be fucking gory and bloody. Everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to ride the Superman Batman train just to see where that one takes us. A lifelong dream come true. Batman um, and Superman on the same screen. Captain America: Civil War is given. Of course, I mean that that, that is gonna be the biggest Marvel movie in, in the sense of Avengers. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. Uh, X Men Apocalypse. I I gotta they see. They have so much goodwill coming off the last X Men film. That's last gonna be one fine. They do. Um, what's the next? Doctor one? Strange. That's the that, one. That, that's the first. I mean, I think Fantastic Four is gonna underperform, but I think D- D- Doctor Strange, the first like Marvel movie. You yeah, know, you're talking about the cinematic universe where it's gonna be like what? But again, what? I think that's dependent on Ant Man. Well, and also like it's that. dependent on. But I think don't, don't we need? Fun. 
Oh, I guess Doctor Strange isn't building. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, to, let's, let's to, back uh, up a little bit. We're going too far, you know. First of all, to, to Tim's point with the Fantastic Four coming from Fox and not being integrated, it doesn't matter. That's not the point of this. Like the the point is that there's no dearth of of superhero movies. They all exist in the same world, the Earth. So like that, like they're all coming out in movie theaters. It's not about the way they interact with each other. In 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 my mind. It's about how they interact with each other on the market. Well, in other words, it's not about their universes. But, it's, but, it's but it is, really though, because the public's interest is in the universes. Like, the public thinks of Marvel movies as being quality. Whereas I don't... I think you guys... I, I, I firmly believe this, that I think you guys overestimate significantly people's interest in the universes as opposed to the individual characters and the movies and the events of going to see these movies. I definitely, we, are, I definitely we, are don't. A, we are in a bubble where, because what you're basically suggesting is that there's a hundred million people in the United States that give a fuck about the Avengers. But see, I'm, you know, I'm, and that, I'm, I'm just, basing this off but, mainly of the yeah. girlfriends of my friends and even my friends <laughs> barely care. It's like, Oh, I watched the nineties Marvel cartoons. Like that's their extent of comic knowledge. Right. It's and like the extent of my all of their girlfriends well. are excited about the, um, and I, I'm saying their girlfriends because these people specifically are not into any of this stuff. Yeah. But they are now entrenched in the Disney Marvel movies. Like, specifically because it's Disney and because there is this mm-hmm. quality and because it is this thing where it's everything adds on top of each other and there's, like, all that stuff. They're into that, you know? They don't give a fuck about X-Men or... I'll tell you, I went, the other day I went and saw Jurassic Park and IMAX 3D, as we all know. I've regaled everyone with that story Jurassic in my private life. Um, Jurassic World, excuse me. Um... They show extended previews for things in IMAX, which I don't realize. I, I assume that's just some sort of way to get people to pay the exorbitant price for the ticket. The only reason I went was because it was the only time that I could actually go. But they showed the first five minutes of Ant-Man, and I was like, damn it. It's actually really entertaining. They got you. They got All me. right. So I have to go see that. Um, but, Colin, another thing to consider is this. Moviegoers don't necessarily think in terms of like how many movies they're consuming, right? So if you look at the schedule, it would be different if they were all coming out within like two weeks of each other or even on the same weekend. But these are so well spaced out. Like the, the two studios have somehow managed to not step on each other's Three coattails. Studios. Three studios, rather. That I think, I mean, look at, look at. Once a month, yeah, everyone's gonna go see him. If you saw, if you saw Ant Man, you're gonna go see Fantastic Four. Everyone probably. is not gonna go see all these movies. I think that people that think that by 2019 there's not gonna be a significant bottoming out of this fucking market is deluding. By themselves. 2019, probably, but not like, in the I, next I, two I, years. I, like it's just it. it I, this is what I wrote. Uh, I did a longer thing, a, a conversation with people. I think on our Facebook group where I was like, first of all, I hope they all do well. I don't. Want, I know a lot of people care about a lot of these movies, and I think it's great. I'm just saying that comic book movies are not immune to the negative market force of oversaturation. Nothing is immune to it. I don't give a fuck what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, ta- you're also talking about a marketplace it, where like the Transformer movies still blow yeah. box offices away, and these are movies that literally suck. If you go see them, you get they don't dumber. make any sense. I mean, that's coming. And from they're also not good. A huge and Transformers. That, they're fan. terrible, but they're making it. Aren't they going to make another? And one? that's why. That's why they're I want making I, a universe of them. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, they're so like people don't. It, it sucks, but it is one of those things where it's like the the. I guess we're not really talking about the quality. You are talking about saturation, so that is a good. It's it is a valid point, but I still I just don't think people care. I think that people are like, oh, what am I going to do this weekend? Go to a movie. What's out? Fantastic Four. Dope. What's Fantastic Four? Who cares? It's a comic book movie. Let's go see it. Like. I think the thing I hear from a lot of people is that no one's critical of these movies. Like, I personally am suffering from comic book movie fatigue. Like, I'm over it. Avengers 2, it's like, I watched it. I I can't believe I I watched that movie for as good as it is and was just like, all right. That was fun. But I think even, but I think even a few people brought this up to me because I don't know enough about Avengers 2 where they were saying, like, Avengers 2 made a lot of money, but it actually underperformed, like, the. It didn't do what Avengers did. So it's, yeah, so. There you go. Like, like, it's already happening in, in small, mild ways where it's like. 
Well, the, the second one didn't do as good as the first one. Empire did way better than Star Wars, yet I did better than Empire. You yeah, know? I mean, traditionally, like, like, the sequels so, do better. But also, you have to remember, it wasn't a direct sequel to Avengers. They already had the sequel, which was the Captain, then the second the Captain America movie, which did very, very well. This it's, is like total nonsense. It's not a matter of nonsensical. It, it is. But you're also comparing something that was one of the highest. Actually, it was the highest grossing uh, opening weekend box office movie up until the fact up until uh, what just recently came out and dethroned it. Jurassic World just came out and dethroned right, it. but that needs to be adjusted for inflation yeah. as well. Well, so I mean, like I'm curious about how I'm curious about how like Gone with the Wind is still uh, the most they, profitable movie of all time. They always they always say that, and you always have to of course take into account the fact that there's more 3D screens or more IMAX screens, or whatever. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, um, you know, you're comparing it to the the sort of pinnacle. Of what I mean, Avengers blew it. That was like five, six movies in the make. What eight movies in the making to get to Avengers? Yeah, there won't be another Avengers. There won't be another one of those. So, but you're also saying you're also taking out a, uh, into uh, you have to also take in, into um, into mind that it not doing well is still it making hundreds of millions. Yeah, of but dollars. That, and that's why I wanted to identify like what is, what do we mean by like bottoming out? Is it an economic bottoming out, which would be affected by the bottoming out of interest? Because I think a lot of these movies will be profitable. A lot of these movies need to go overseas, especially places like you said, like China and Western Europe, mm-hmm. uh, to be profitable. Which you know, that's, just, that's, fine. A, that's shows, every movie though. No, I, mean, I know, but that shows be... that even Hollywood, like, and that's why Hollywood has to bet on big things like this because they can't make. They, there's no room for risk anywhere. But back to what I was, I was trying to say was that I think Ant Man is the tip of the spear of this whole movement because this is when people started really talking about the shit was with Ant Man and mm-hmm. Ant Man. Well, with this whole movement of all of these movies being announced, and Ant Man was the first one. So. Fantastic Four, I don't think is going to do well. De- uh, so De- hold on, stop. Yeah. You're the guy who asked the. You're the one saying the bottom will fall. For you, what's the bottom falling out? So for me, the bottom fall. Well, it's gonna be. It's gonna bo- uh, bottom out first with interest and then with money. Okay. So I think by the end of this, these a lot of these movies are going to lose money. Well, Inhumans. Now, nobody, I think, I, I, I'm a comic book fan. I don't give a shit about Inhumans. Captain Marvel. I don't give a shit about Shazam. Maybe, I mean, rocks in it, so that's cool. Black Panther. I'm a DC guy. I don't care about Black Panther. I'm super excited about Aquaman, which Why? means that for every fucking nerd DC kid, for every I'm a nerdy DC kid. So if I'm super excited about Aquaman, somebody's excited about Black Panther. I guess Thor. Stop making Thor standalone movies. They've never been good. Justice League can't wait for Wonder Woman. I'm excited for, but I I Wonder understand Woman's gonna that. Bomb, I think I don't think it's gonna. So what a definition of bomb. Wonder Woman's not gonna make its money back. It'll totally make its money back. It will. I think that I think that it's the first time we've seen a live action Wonder Woman movie, and it's it, it'll it'll make its money. I don't understand this whole like maybe it's just my own again well, because also, I know have, I'm the, I know I'm the villain in this particular argument. A lot of our, re- our uh, users are always mad at being villain. It's it's going to happen, but you have to also remember that for everyone that's a fan of comic books, they're looking at this salivating. They're probably thinking, dude, this is awesome. Next three years of my life. I know. Look Can you at all imagine these things when I, get. I mean, God damn, when Fuck, I was a kid, I had with all my Wizard magazine I posters would, on the Jesus, wall. Fucking man. shit. I don't know. I, I feel jacking I, off I, that instead of porn. No, I'd be jacking off the Fans of, like, what is that? This is what I'm saying. Comic books don't sell. So, like, what are. But characters sell. Though. Exactly. So, that, but that's a weird argument. And this is, the, I'm not able to really get any of my arguments out in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Comic books don't sell. So, if you're a comic book fan of this, that's great. There's a few hundred thousand hardcore comic fans, basically. You know, in the United States, yeah, but it's that are buying right. comics on a daily or weekly basis, right? Well, it can't possibly be more than that because I've seen the sales of even huge comic mm-hmm. books that are like fifty thousand a week. Yeah, right. So, right, is that accurate? You know these numbers. I mean, yeah, comic, comics are profitable, but they're not like fucking over the moon money. Okay, wise. so they're not they're not aiming at that, right? They're not they're not necessarily aiming at those people because they're not a profitable sect. If you're going after comic book fans, you're not going to make any money. So what they're trying to do is, and maybe a few hundred thousand is a way low number, but. There, maybe let, let's say there's a few million people in the United States that consider themselves hardcore comic fans, sure. right? And the numbers of comics being sold, I remember, I think it was Thor when they made the female Thor, they released those numbers, and I think it was like 70,000 one week and 50,000 the next week. So it was like, okay, that's respectable. I mean, I'm sure they made a lot of money. 
these are made for the wider audience, which is why I question a lot of the choices they're making. Sure. Right? Ant-Man's a weird choice. I think that's a totally bizarre choice. But if the movie if the movie's good, that's great. Fantastic Four, we've seen them before. Deadpool, I think, is going to be actually really huge because of the nature of who Deadpool is and Deadpool's the fact that it's rated big. R. Batman vs. Superman, I'm convinced it's going to be awful, but I'm going to go it's see gonna it. It's going to make so much money. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to go see it. I think the movie's going to be absolutely terrible. But we're, we're but I like Batman a lot. I'm, I'm rooting for it to be good because I know it means a lot to people like mm-hmm. Greg who want a good Superman movie. Civil War is going to be huge, no doubt about it. X-Men is going to be huge. Doctor Strange is the one I look at where... That might be the, where, that might be the one for me where, it's the, where people start to go, I'm just not going to do this. Right. But you have to also understand, though, that... Those movies are just to keep market share, right? A lot of these, be- like the secondary characters, are just to have something mm-hmm. to keep to keep reminding the public that the next big thing is coming, and to build a sidekick for the next movie. Like, and like that's the exactly. reason. So like, right now, we're, you, we're, I think we all agree that Doctor Strange is the the one that the we're looking at so here, far. where we're like, uh oh. But it's like a couple years back, we'd be saying that about Ant Man. Yeah. But it's right. like now, Ant Man, we're looking at like, oh, this is different, but it could be good. A couple years ago, Guardians of the Galaxy was the Inhumans. That's hundred percent like, correct. Who the fuck cares? But it's like now, oh, I can't wait for Guardians 2. Yeah. You know? I really want, and that's actually probably one of the ones I'm looking most forward to, just because they did something different with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like, you know, it was that ensemble cast that was a lot different than you thought it was going to be. Um, I don't know if I'll see the, um, I'm sure I'll see the Inhumans. I'll, I just I'm think, sure I'll see all of these at some point. I just that's think that's a shit thing. It's like, they got me already. I want it. I'm fascinated one way or the other. I know some of them are going to be good, and I'm going to be fascinated to see if they're as good as I want them to be. And I know some of them are going to be bad, and I want to see how bad they're going to be. But that's the thing, like Thor, right? Like the like Thors, said, I love seeing the Thors. They're terrible. They're not great. They, I mean, they're bad. They're I've never terrible. seen. They're I've never seen good. the Thor in theaters. I've always seen them later. And they're I've huge been spectacle like, I didn't films. Need to watch I, that, I see them. I wait for that one spot, that one time, like scene where Chris Hemsworth takes his shirt off, and I go, <sighs> the one scene. There's usually only one. Mm. And, uh, so far in the, in the standalone Thor movies, there has been two scenes specifically where he walks out with no shirt completely. I'm not talking like the arms. I'm talking he walks out and you're like, there are gaps in your waistline because your muscles protrude so much. There are phys- like you could stuff fucking cones right in the thrust bucket thing that he's got. You know what I mean? The thrust bucket. Yeah, the little part of the the the, the, like the, v, the, yeah, the flying yeah. V that he's got down Fuck there. You could put like. Soda cans just put him in there, and they, he wouldn't even feel them because there's so much space between his abs and his, you know, his waistline. It's amazing. It's amazing, this man. So I watched that scene, and then I'm like, cool. Let's watch the rest of this. Plus, I do think he has really good chemistry with Natalie Portman. But the movies have just been filler. They're just filler, really. The flaw I have with your argument, Colin, is when you talk about that comics don't sell. So obviously, that's not who they're going to. Da da da. Well, let that me, was please, that was let a, me finish. That was a direct relationship to what I said, which I said com- comic book fans are looking at this. Saying, "Oh, they're salivating." Right. I misspoke. What I meant is nerd, like fans of nerd culture in general. That's my. I mean, that's the argument. Is like you're a Batman fan. You don't read comics. How many fucking Wonder Woman fans do I know? Do I see wearing Wonder Woman necklaces, shirts, whatever that I know aren't reading the new Fifty Two Wonder Woman? So I mean, if you go like that, then I mean, you're finding all these different people. Like again, Doctor Strange is. I think we all agree a weak one, but Suicide Squad's Joker, Gambit's X Men, Wolverine. I mean, Guardians has already proven itself. Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman. Spider Man, Spider Man. Fantastic Four 2, if Fantastic Four 1 doesn't do well, then maybe they even take that off. Thor's Thor, Justice League's everybody you ever wanted to see ever. Flash fans, Avengers are back here with the first part of the Infinity War, so we'll finally get to see Thanos, this thing they've been building to. Black Panther, again, is where I think now that we're back to there being a weak link. Aquaman, they've hopefully proven the case for Aquaman and Justice League, even, and on top of that, Batman v Superman. There's an awesome chance that Aquaman or Wonder Woman both show up and do the Hulk moment in Batman v Superman where they fucking steal the show and you're like 
holy fuck, I'd love to see a whole movie about them. Well, good news. It's coming in two years or a mm-hmm. year or whatever. Captain Marvel, like I said, yeah, we'll see what the hell happens with that. Shazam, again, it's The Rock. We'll see what happens as Black Adam in that one, right? Mm-hmm. Then back to Avengers to complete the fact with Thanos, Justice League 2 to see whatever we did here. And also, hopefully, you now care about Aquaman. You care about Wonder Woman. And then humans, yeah. So, I mean, the ones that, like, I, I find that there's no touchstone, there's, like, all these things. And, again, this is me mainly as the DC fan, right? As Doctor Strange, Inhumans, uh, Shazam, maybe Captain Marvel, Black Panther. Like, there's just, and Aquaman will be for mo- a lot of people. They're not, uh, they're not, there aren't Aquaman fans. There are a few or whatever, but there aren't, like, that. if we're talking about Aquaman fans, you are a DC comic book fan. You read Jeff John's New 52 run. So then it becomes that that hopefully Justice League or Batman v Superman sold you that Jason Momoa is this awesome dude. You want to see him do his thing. I just like I want to be clear that, you know, ideally all these movies would be great because I know that people are excited about mm-hmm. them. My observation is not one of taste, because if it was about taste, half these movies are going to be garbage, you know, and we all know that. So I'm like it's, it's, so it's it's not the necessarily DCF. a matter of taste. Right. I can look at half this and be like, I, I, I would I would bet many of these movies are going to be bad. Right? It's not necessarily about that. I want the movies to be great and I want them to do, make lots of money and people keep making them. What I think people ignore with my particular argument is that there comes a saturation point with all things, mm-hmm. everything, you know? And people are, are arguing, well, you know, um, DC is not the same as Marvel or this studio or that dude. It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter to the mom that has a nine-year-old kid that wants to go see these movies. And after going to see uh, three of them, and is like, and and then maybe they don't enjoy two of them, and then suddenly mm-hmm. they brought them out and they drop out, and that kind of thing happens. The Comic Con kind of overwhelming success of these things over the last few years with comic conventions and stuff like that. What I've always been inspired by, and as an as a nerd and a different kind of cut from a different kind of cloth. Is seeing so many people at these conventions that have that do not read comics and have no affinity to comics and have no affinity to comic book characters, and they are there because they enjoy this TV show. They like they like to dress up as this character, or that character. It's not to say the comic fans are out there. I don't I don't mean to disparage comic book readers by saying there's only a few million of you in the United States that buy comics because that is just the numbers, right? Um, but it is to say that I don't I don't quite understand why everyone gets so excited about anything. That has a, a superhero in it, and like maybe we need to be a little more discerning about the movies that like we want to see made and we don't want to see made, and that is the frustrating point for me. When you see something like the Nolan trilogy come out, and it's a fucking masterpiece mm-hmm. to the point where the second movie is considered one of the best movies made that decade. I was talking to my girlfriend about this. I was like, "Could you imagine a Batman movie, a Batman movie being considered one of the great movies of the two thousands? And it is that oh, it the is. villain was nominated <laughs> for an Academy Award." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but see, th- that is, that is a significant step forward, and now we and and, and I feel like with <laughs> without there being a dearth of of superhero movies or any any seemingly any thought being put into it, because I'm sorry, there's no thought being put into this other than the fact of like, well, we can tease this character here so that they go and give us money the next time and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not. You mean it's th- thought as far as this actual story? Yeah. Like, is goes. it going to be good? Like, I, that's the those are the things I care about because like. It, it is like everyone always points to the Western and how it took 30 years for the Western to collapse. Well, that's true, but movie audiences were less fickle back then than they are now. Movie theaters well, there are, also wasn't as much. Exactly. And movie theaters are also dying. They are so dying. It, 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 it's, it's hard for me to, to, to put into words like why I, I look at something like this particular grid and I, and I get concerned because I'm like, what, what makes any of this special anymore? What, like, why, like, what, what draws you to want to see every one of these movies? When someone tweets me and they're like, I want to see every one of those movies and I'm like, but 
why? I'm a sci-fi fan, but that doesn't mean I want to see every science fiction movie because I don't want to give my money to the bullshit or support the things that like aren't going to mm. bring science fiction forward or make it meaningful. You know what I mean? So there's like way too much fandom surrounding the shit. And that's the thing that bothers me. That's the one salient point that, that I'm like, that's what bothers me. Just because it comes from a fucking comic book doesn't mean that it's going to be good or worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why I look at something like this and I'm concerned. I'm like, they're just trying to get all of their money now because they know that too. And, 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 it couldn't, and it couldn't be any more obvious. That's why the Star Wars movies are coming out in six years, six of them in six years. You know what I mean? Get it, get it while the going's good. You know? And so there's an oversaturation point that I think is going to be is going to be instrumental here. Am I going to be wrong? Sure. I've been wrong about a bunch of things with comic books. I don't know the industry. You know, all I'm saying is that as an outside observer, I'd be way more excited if you cut fucking three fifths of these out and made sure that the other two fifths were really, really fucking awesome and that they were awesome events. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, mean, I could already look at two of these movies and know that they're going to be bad. Batman versus Superman. I have no hope for that movie. Suicide Squad. Just looking at the Joker in that movie makes me nervous about seeing it. I'll be there because I like the Batman inclusion of, of, of some of those characters. But, you know, there's I, I'm already getting bad vibes from some of these things. And some of them are established. Civil War is going to be huge. Guardians of the Galaxy, no doubt about it. And Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example of a movie that I would have looked at and been like, who the fuck cares about mm-hmm. that? Totally wrong. So I could be wrong about all of this. But, but I, I see I but like I see another Spider-Man reboot. Another Spider-Man reboot. But it's hard you know, because when you look at this, you can't just lump all these into it's the superhero genre. It's like, that's not, I mean... That's a classification, but it's not so much a genre. Like these movies have genres, you know. Well, no, I think I think at this point the superhero movie is a genre, and yeah, I think that's, that okay, and, yeah, I think but that's it's like people labels are. and labels and labels. But it's just like they each have different genres of movie. Well, I mean, there's some different are more comedy. Like, sure. There's comedies. There's dramas. There's action. You know what I mean? Like there's differences between all of it. And it's like at one point it's just these are just movies. So it's like, is there too many movies coming out? Like, well, that's where a, do we, I mean, Colin, why do we have an argument about this specifically, you know? Colin, we, well, Colin mentions the Western, and that, that is a very, very, very important, like, uh, genre to remember, because the Western used to be very, very prevalent uh, up until probably, I want to say the 80s. In the 80s, they just they just stopped. Now, they used to make Westerns all the time. There used to be, like, multiple Westerns in theaters. Maybe I think Clint Eastwood made his entire career off of making, like, Western after Western after Western after Western. That was one of the most popular genres available in cinema. Now you don't see it. When's the last Western that came out? Not counting a Seth uh, McFarlane Western, yeah. which uh, I don't count that as a Western. That's more of a spoof, right? So I mean, eventually these will die. We are in we are in the 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 middle of this right now. Hopefully, we're at the beginning of it, at the stu- it so the studios can remain salient, but or uh, solvent. But um, eventually, yes. I mean, I can even feel it myself, right? I I'm sure Tim will be like Nick. We got to go see Ant Man at midnight, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to want to see that, right? I probably will this time, but I don't know if I'm going to see uh, Fantastic... I'm not seeing Fantastic Four at midnight. I'm just not going to see that, right? Yeah. And in my in me, that's almost disappointing, because I'm like, dude, I, I would have... When I was a kid, I would have I would have absolutely waited Well, no, line. I mean, that's just the boat changing. I mean, it's already... The tides have changed just where I don't go see everything at midnight anymore, and there's movies I don't go see, you know what right. I mean? Like, I made sure when all the Marvel movies were releasing, right, not even being a Marvel guy, I went and saw them all right away. But, like, when Thor 2 came around, no. And then once that domino f- hit, then a million other did too. Mm-hmm. Where it just came up, and I'm like, I, I'm, I don't, I have no desire to go see that. No, and so that's why, like, yeah, Fantastic Four, they're gonna have to try really hard to get me to go see that. Ant Man, you guys will probably go see it at midnight, which I won't want to do. And then yeah, I don't know when I'll ever see it. Deadpool, I'm in for Superman, obviously. Civil War, X Men, like I like the X- last X Men, I, you know what I mean. But like, I'm not middle of the night. Go see it. I'll get to it when I get to it. Doctor Strange, I have no desire to. They have to completely work from scratch on that. Suicide Squad, I'm obviously in. Gambit, I don't care about. Wolverine, I'll want to go see in theaters. 
Guardians 2, I'll, I enjoyed Guardians 1. I'll go see it. One Roman, of course. New Spider-Man, I hope. Again, it's one of those things where I hope they he's so good in Civil, Civil War, War or whatever that it's like, I want to know more about him. Fantastic Four, obviously, depends on Fantastic Four. So on and so on and so on. Yeah, so I on. think that I just... but Real quick, too. Sorry, sorry to get around. I disagree with you that they're not doing anything or building anything. I think that what we're talking about with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that there is something there. There is something to it. I like the fact that everybody exists in the same thing, which is exciting. Yeah, and I mean, it's I, unprecedented. I, I, it's I, never happened. I, I, res- I respect that. All I'm saying is that there's no. It, it makes me it makes me cringe, frankly, that a a a, a Marvel or DC or whatever can be like. Here are all the movies we're going to come out in four or five years, mm-hmm. and everyone gets excited about it. it makes me fucking cringe. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and what that, we do with games. No, I don't get th- I don't get that way with games. That's why I like with 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 you know Final I'm, I'm totally yeah I'm totally I think it's exciting that they announced it now. I'm totally full of skepticism about whether the game's even going to come out. Yeah, I just don't feel like it, it 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 there's just something so off about the way this is all happening. Like I don't I I know it's such an unpopular opinion, and I know a lot of our fans or whatever. I mean they're just gonna you know you're gonna have to deal with the fact that I just don't I'm not feeling it. You know like. There's something, there's something, there's <laughs> something, there's just, when I look at this grid, I'm like, there's just something totally off about this. Like Sony's going to shove another Spider-Man reboot down your throat and you're going to go see it. They just yeah. rebooted Spider-Man, Spider-Man twice mm-hmm. in the last 10, in 10 years. Yeah, and now they're like, going to reboot it again. Well, can't you only reboot once? They booted it once and they rebooted it. Sorry, I'm getting off. Right <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I like, mean, the, but, but now like, it's going to be in the Marvel universe, so now it actually matters. And like, I, I th- guess. that's just based on the new no, rules. I mean, it's I, like they're rebooting. <laughs> like, I trust me. I Spider Man is my favorite of all the characters, and it's like, do we need another origin story? Fuck no, we don't. Please don't fucking do. Did they say this is going to be an origin no, story? No, no, no. But okay. I'm just saying, it's like, d- don't give me that. But it's like just know. a reboot of Spider Man. It's like there's been 10 million reboots of Spider Man on TV. Some have been great. Some have been bad. Ultimate Spider-Man was the no, best, right? It was you talking worst. about Ultimate Spider-Man? I'm talking about Spectacular Spider-Man. I don't know best. what that means. But it's just like these are characters that are going to just continuously be rebooted. So it's like for people to be like, oh, these movies have been rebooted. It's like they have. But I mean, we need we just is this one going to be good is all that matters. Like it doesn't matter about the Sam Raimi movies or the Andrew Garfield movies. Like whatever. We're talking about these the, the new one, which is now in the universe people actually give a shit about. Yeah. And is it going to be good? It does beg. It begs the question, though, and Colin, what you're really responding to is the fact that, like, there's, you know, when this whole uh, genre actually got started, right? When you're seeing Iron Man, like, they put so much heart and effort into the storytelling in that movie, and it was good. Iron Man was awesome, and it ended up being really, really good. And then to use that as a micro example, Iron Man two, terrible, not good. I mean, entertaining for what it is. Iron Man three, different. Entertaining I liked Iron Man three. That was a heartfelt story of him I, with PTSD. I liked, I liked it, uh, but they weren't Iron Man. They just weren't the original, right? And so when you look at this, you're like, how much effort can they and focus see, like, can they really put in all that, of these? Even to that, to make I them feel, good. I feel like that's the same argument of like where why before anyone in. 2015 through 2019 tweets hashtag Colin was right about any of this. You need to define what the bottom falling out no, is. You, is no one's oh, going to tweet that. The, I mean, to me, yeah, the, they the bottom yeah, they falling are. Out. But stop. <laughs> Let me talk for two seconds to get my point out before I lose it because I'll okay. lose it. Uh, we had no expectations for Iron Man. So everyone walked into Iron Man and was like, holy shit, that was awesome because it was way better than what we thought. It's the same thing with Avengers 1 versus Avengers 2. Where, yeah, Avengers 2 didn't make enough money as Avengers 1. So is that the beginning of the end or is it just the fact that nothing can be Avengers again? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, to me, the to the bottom dropping out is when they actually cancel one of the movies. Ooh, that's a good but point. But they've already go. canceled movies. Spider-Man. 
Because it was shit. Well, yeah, but Sony doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. But but, but, but well, Sony's included. Yeah, yeah, one of these yeah, yeah. movies on this list, decide, like when they're like, hey, when Fantastic Four is so bad, they kill Fantastic Four. Yeah, we're Four not too. doing Fantastic Four again. That'll be the, that'll be a marker. That'll be a okay. This is not so good. I mean, that'll be them literally trimming back. The, you know, their their share in the market. I'm I mean, saying, there's like, a lot of we're not going to invest so much. But see, in this. that's that's my thoughts on that. Are looking at this list, which ones even have a possibility of being canceled? It's none of the Marvel ones. Really. It's none of the Marvel Studios ones, with the exception of possibly Inhumans. Okay, like which they probably haven't even written yet, and they're already and they're already announcing it. And that's the canceling any other ones. And that's the difference between what you were talking about with games. What game was announced that was is going to come out in 2019 or 2018? You know what I mean? Other than like what Square Enix is already like, you know what I mean? Like it's different. In fact, like it's as we've talked about many times in games, it's trending in the opposite direction. Fallout 4 was just announced, and it's coming out in this year. You know, I just feel like to Nick's point. They there's not enough there's just not enough resources or brain power to massage every one of these. You know what I mean? And you know, again, I'll say it like we went in the Iron. I saw Iron Man in the theater and I fucking loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and I like and I like that character a lot. I like I I relate to Iron Man the same reason I relate to Batman because he's just a normal person, and that's what I like. So so I I'm I'm disposed to few of these movies because I just think the whole superhero like superpower thing is just corny. You know, that's just like me. But I'm not trying to judge it based on that. What I'm judging it on is based on, you know, we went, I saw Batman Begins in 2005, and we went in and we had no expectations of that either, right? Christopher Nolan had basically made, like, what, Memento, and that was basically it. Like, don't even know who the fuck he was, right? And the movie ended up being extraordinary, right? And those particular kinds of movies, whether it's Iron Man or whether it's Batman, set a cadence where it'd be like, we can make good movies if we are deliberate. It took 10 years, almost, for the, all those Batman movies to come out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... They took their time and they didn't announce them four years ahead of time and they didn't have preconceived notions. Certainly, they had to make a, a change after Batman, after the second Batman movie because Joker was clearly going to be in the third one too. You know, so there was all sorts of things that they had to do, movement they had to make. They weren't bold enough and frankly brash enough and frankly arrogant enough to say, "Here is our slate, this far ahead of time, and you're going to fucking love it." You know what I mean? And to me, that just is—it's conspicuous consumption on their end to say like. We are we are so fucking powerful that we're going to announce all this shit and you're going to love it. Most of the people that see these movies do not read comic books and they're getting excited based on hype. And I'm always skeptical of hype. I'm always skeptical of hype. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, I, the thing about the announcing and the thing that's what's different than video games and works for this is the fact that as a comic book guy myself, there's a lot of these characters that I am not familiar with that I do not necessarily care about, but because there's now a movie coming out, I've looked into and I've gotten interested in and I've wanted to know more about. And I feel like Iron Man's a perfect example of no one gave a fuck about Iron Man until the Iron Man movie came out. Now, he's one of the, you know, everyone's favorite character is yeah, fucking yeah. Iron Man. But looking at this, it's like, I didn't know who the Inhumans were. I still don't care, but I know who they are now because they announced this. Yeah. You know? Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. When you start looking at all these things, it's like, when you do watch the movies, you're going to be looking out for the things because everyone wants to be able to say, like, oh, did you catch this? Like, I know this thing, you know? Like, no one knew who Thanos was at the end of Avengers except for that handful of people. Now when people go into these movies, everyone's like, oh, at the end of stuff, it's like, you 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 either didn't know who that was or you only know because... You've done research now. Like sure. you've you've invested into this world. And it's like, yeah, it's should that be how movies are? I don't know, but people buy into it because of that. I do. And you know, these movies are shaping comic books for better or for worse. You know, like the 
you see all the business going on of Marvel not doing Fantastic Four movies, limiting their X-Men uh, storylines and all that stuff because they don't own the movie rights to those. And that, that's unfortunate for comic book uh, readers. But at the same time, like you're saying, the numbers aren't there for the comic book readers. It's not about them. It's about the people informing them about these characters in every media, whether it's TV shows or comics or games or anything. But the movies are what gets the money. And the movies are what is getting everybody, not just comic book fans, paying for the characters. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. I, 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 again, it's not a matter of, and like to my point, I was trying to make the Greg before is like a lot of people are not like. There's going to be most of the people that listen to this are not going to agree with me at all. But it's you not know? a thing of agreement. But, you're going to get a thing of like Fantastic Four underperforms, and they're going to tweet you the link with hashtag Colin was right, and that's why I was like, I want to def- define what we think, what what defines what's right about it. I just feel like I just feel like it was what I was talking about before with fandom, right? Getting excited about things. I get really excited about things. G.I. Joe, for instance, is like one of my favorite IPs of all time. Mm-hmm. I was I couldn't have been any less excited about those G.I. Joe movies. I fucking hated that first yeah, movie. Yeah, but you and, knew you but, saw the preview of that and you're like, oh, this is gonna yeah, be Yeah, but when I heard it, when I bad. when I heard it, I'm like, no, there's something totally fucked up about this. I already know it. You know? Like, why are you even doing this? G.I. Joe is not G.I. Joe the way we know G.I. Joe, the campiness of G.I. Joe. You can't capture that in a movie. Yeah, it's not possible. Correct. So like it, it, it becomes it, there comes a time when it's important to say like I might love something or I might be excited about something but I need to temper that because I don't want to send the wrong signal to the people that make these decisions that this is what is acceptable to me as a G.I. Joe fan for mm-hmm. instance right and I think that fandom gets too too into into something without a consequence whether it's a commercial consequence whether it's a critical com- consequence of being of like basically telegraphing their intentions years ahead of time. To say like, yeah, I'm in, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I'm like, but you don't know anything about it. They just announced it. They just announced it and showed a logo and stuff like that. And like, people are already. So I, I to me, it's it's coming. It's coming from a place of like, we deserve better than being treated like that because be, announcing your movies this boldly is fucking bullshit. And I don't. And 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 I and I'll stand by that. Like, regards to the quality of the movies, they can all be great and they can all make a billion dollars. And I don't care. But I'll always stand by the fact that like they had the nerve to announce movies this early. And remember that these weren't announced recently. These movies were announced, I think, last year. We were in the car somewhere, I remember. You know what I mean? Somewhere, yeah. And, like, that that to me is the height of fucking absurdity. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, where I get really annoyed by it. You know what I mean? Like, you're so... Marvel... Like, what was even the point of announcing these movies? You know? Other the than, well, the other point than, was building the, the hype for it and get, making people yeah. understand that they, what they're looking forward to, what they're building towards, the fact that this is a universe and that... You know what? There's going to be the spin-off random, not spin-offs, but like standalone side movies and the Thor movies that like don't really matter, but they're coming and you should be interested in them. But don't worry, Avengers 3 is coming and Avengers 3 Part 2 is coming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I respect that. I mean, if people are excited about this, I, want to go, I mean, it's your money, it's your time, it's your life. Uh, and I know that nerddom has grown. To, that's why I was bringing up Comic-Con. Most people that go to Comic-Con have no allegiance to comic books. They go because because this is a whole new... We've talked about this before about like it wasn't like this when we were kids. Comic books were completely irrelevant when we were kids, and you know, in terms of popular culture, yeah. And popular culture is now comic con- uh, culture in terms of convention culture, in terms of you know, look how well go to Target and buy your Green Lantern shirt and all this different stuff. Exactly, that never would have happened when we were growing. Up. Exactly, it's like a totally unfit. That's why something like Iron Man was so excited when X Men came out, or when Spider Man even came out. Raimi Spider Man. Oh, yeah. It was just like it was. I saw these movies and I actually really liked the or Grammy's first oh, Spider-Man dude. movie anyway. Number two but, was so good. But it to me it was like I I didn't I did, didn't care at all about comic books back then and I still don't. But I still got excited about these movies because like you were saying it's about characters and worlds and stuff like that. But when you, when they just have the boldness and the brashness to be like we're gonna shove all the shit directly down your throat, you know what I mean? 
And yeah. like, I, I, it's just it's unsavory to me, and I, I, I don't like it. So, am I going to be wrong? Do, does almost everyone that listens to this agree with disagree with me? Absolutely positive about that. But I have to be true to the way I feel about these things and why I, I feel it, about them. I think it goes back to what you're always talking about, and then we got to end. I know, but I mean, it goes back to what you're always talking about with the market. Is like you feel it's bold and brash, and they're shoving it down your throats. I mean, they're giving us what we wanted. Like this, is, I feel like the fight. Not, don't get me wrong, I've been fighting for a fucking Gambit movie, but I've been wanting. But I mean, but. You comic are, but movie. I am. Yeah, Gambit exactly. It's fucking awesome. So I mean, like, I don't feel like they're shoving down our throat as much as like, hey, we're listening. This is what we're gonna do, and it's based on what the market wants. And maybe yeah, that all explodes now, and we see what happens. But that's that. Nick. Yes. What's your topic? My topic, of course, comes from a little site called Patreon. Oh. Dot com slash kind of funny. Do I read this whole thing? Should I read this whole thing? Yeah, read the whole thing. Okay. Who's it so, from? Uh, this is from Tack Track. Well, my boy Tack Track. His album's Boy. over there. One day we'll listen to it and do a topic on it. Tack track. The topic is strippers and strip club. I want you guys to discuss uh, any kind of funny story from a night you were at one. I assume he means the strip club, not the stripper. Um, here's a short one of mine that you would you may share. Okay, good. Before I was an indie rapper, I was a cop. Great, great start to a story right yeah. there. Um, and I was at a place called Diamonds in beautiful... Illinois. I was getting a private dance and a stripper took... I don't know how to say that. Saget? Yeah, Saget. Saget. Saget, Sagat. There's a Diamonds yeah. by the DuPage County Airport. I wasn't sure if it was the same one. Yeah. So I was checking. I was, getting a, I was getting a private dance and the stripper uh, took off, uh, took my belt off. Well, my burner fell out and she started freaking the fuck out. Burner, of course, being a small gun, I assume. Yeah. Kevin made this. Kevin made, made this. This means gun. This means gun. Okay, cool. Or it's uh, come hither. Like she was effing screaming. I yell, whoa, 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 whoa. It's okay. I'm an STL cop. I pulled my badge off underneath my shirt and showed it to her. Needless to say, the bouncer had already been alerted and kindly asked me to leave. I collected my piece and got the hell out of there. That's a, so, that's kind of that's scary. A much like better story than any strip club stories that I have. Um, Do you have any? Oh, I got a ton. Give me one. <laughs> you can't just uh, say that and leave. No, actually, I think one of the funniest things that happens to me all the time in strip clubs, I don't know why this happens with my group specifically, is we always accidentally leave one guy behind. And by <laughs> accidentally, I mean like we get out to the park. Like we, it, it takes – if you've been in a strip club for longer than an hour, like it, you don't know what, what – there's no time windows. Time doesn't in work. It doesn't work. The same yeah. way. So yeah. you're like, what the shit time is it? And then someone has the presence of mind to look at their watch and go, we got to get out of here. Like it's 6 a.m. <laughs> And so you walk out, and this has happened to me on multiple occasions. You walk out, and it's sunny outside. Ugh. Where you're like, "Oh my god, that's morning!" And then, of course, it's the 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 realization and like the the terror that you feel is quickly taken over by the fact that you realize, "Hey, it's breakfast time. I'm gonna go get it. Uh, some sort of scramble or maybe a breakfast mm. buffet." Um, but inevitably, we always get in the cab, and we always I we do a head count. You do the you know you do the the home alone head count. Sure, sure. And you don't realize that you know the neighborhood kid the neighbor kid's not really Kevin. Yeah. Um, and you're like, you're on the way home. You're like, wait, did anyone, where's so-and-so? I'm not going to name any names. But it's of always course. one of my friends. It's always this one friend. It's the, like, so it's the same it's friend. It's the exact same friend every single time. Of course it is. And I'm like, where is he? And someone will be like, uh, you know what? I think he wanted to stay in the club. And you're like, okay. And you don't ask. Because you don't need to ask. You know exactly what's happening. Like someone's getting a VIP dance or they're getting they're in the champagne room. Um but it's always hilarious because then that next day, of course, or whenever that person turns up again, you're Just like, the, the shit does not stop. What the yeah. fuck did you do? Like, how much did you pay? What did you have done? What's going on? <laughs> Especially when you're in Vegas because you have to be really careful. Like, a lot of these places are – they're built to basically gouge you for one. And two, they might not be of the most legal and ethical uh, of establishments, i.e. They, they might actually be brothels. Legal. No, they're not. Prostitution is not legal in, in – uh, 
in in Carson City, which I think is where Vegas or wherever whatever county Vegas is actually in, it's not legal there. Really? Uh, it's legal outside of that county. So you have to travel like mm-hmm. like when you when you see those documentaries like the Moonlight Bunny Ranch and stuff, that's outside of that county where it actually is legal. But you can you can still get very much arrested for prostitution in Vegas. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'd no, like you're, to no, no, you're, wrong, you're right. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. Wow. Um but yeah, so you have to be really, really careful. And yeah, you know, strip clubs in general are an interesting um sort of slice of life. And I've had a lot of I've had a lot of fun in strip clubs, I'm not gonna lie, but not because of the interaction between myself and the strippers because we've gone with like any other situation we've gone with a great group yeah, of people group. that are just partying and some people are new to it and especially if it's a co-ed uh group where you've got women involved and they've never been to that before or seen that spectacle it can be fun watching them go through the sort of the experience of like seeing what strip clubs really are versus what their perception of them used to be um and and they're cool they're not my preferred place to spend time though no in general, I like to if I have that group, I'd rather, much rather be at a bar. Where we they're can talk lonely and, and awkward and weird. Well, and you never feel comfortable sitting in the seats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and no matter what any stripper tells you, um, they're lying to you. You're not the best looking guy. Like, no matter seen. what they say, they're lying. They're lying. I mean, it's it, the whole. It's like uh, it's like Disneyland, right? It's all make believe. It's like you, you're you're paying huh? for a sort of fantasy that they're giving to you. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tim. It's not real. Disneyland's not real. Sorry. This is really sad. Tim, you're the pure um, one. Have you been to a strip club? Yes, I've been to a strip. Well, I don't. I was about to say two strip clubs. That's not true. I've been to one strip club twice. twice. Both times with Nick Scarpino. Nice. Both times at the uh, Hot Shots part two, uh, bachelor parties yeah. where it was the same movie twice. Um, same strippers? No. no different strippers. All different. Um, we went to the Olympic Gardens in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, because it was... It's, no. Yeah, the OE. The OG. No, 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 no. What? That's not where we went. Yeah, we did. No. Both times. You guys no. went to a different one. The first the first time you came, you guys went to Sapphires. We went we to had, Sapphire. I was at Sapphire both. I've never been to Olympic Gardens. That was I didn't go to that. I just chose not to. That was smart of you. Um, <laughs> a lot of money was spent at that particular club on particular things. Uh, but yeah, they they were they're fun. It, it it is one of those things where like you you look over and you see the guy that's there by himself and you're like, oh man, don't be that guy. Don't don't go to a strip club by yourself. And for the love of God, well, do you if you want to? No, don't. This is one of those where I'm <laughs> I, I'm always I'm I'm very supportive of anyone that wants to do things. I and you know it's perfectly legal and you're not really hurting anyone. But in this instance, you are hurting yourself. It is not a good way to spend your money. It is something that you can. I've seen multiple times. I've seen my friends actually fall in love with strippers, and it never mm. turns out well because most of their life, their their whole goal is to get money out of you. That's the point. Yeah. So they're being super nice and acting like they're really they're you to get flirting the money. with you. Yeah. They're making you feel like you're sexy, and it is not real. And that is really fucked up if you start to think about that. So if you're going to go to a club, I'm not saying you can't go and enjoy that. And I'm not speaking badly about strippers at all. For the love of God, they make a lot of money and, and more power to you if that's what you want to do with your life. Great. Um, but if you're the guy that thinks that stripper really loves you, she doesn't. She doesn't love you. And it's so hard to understand because, like, for me, my the first there was a time in high school where we we're all sitting around in the basement playing Madden or whatever the hell we were playing. I don't. I'm not sure anymore. And it finally all dawned on us that one by one that hey, we we're all 18 now. We can go to a strip club. Mm-hmm. So then we, of course, opened up that we went upstairs to the computer room, as you had back in the day, and went online to find a strip club, mm-hmm. found the Admiral in the outskirts of Chicago, right. found out they had coupons, so we printed the coupon Gotta to co- go into the Admiral for like two for one or whatever off my mom's printer. Naturally. And then we drove. Then we left, drove out there, got there, used the coupons, immediately we're like, the, the, they're like, 
wow, we hate these kids already. You clearly have no money and don't know what you're doing, but come on in. You come in and with this group of 18-year-old guys, like, what the hell is happening? All these things. And we knew coming in that these people will say anything to you and they will do anything and they will, like, they aren't really into you. They are not really into you. Don't fall for the traps. And sure enough, one of our friends sat down, and then this this girl's talking to him. And clearly she's... Re- and we're all like, invite her over to this party we're going to on Friday. Do you want to come to this high school party we're all going to on Friday? And she never called him. Mm. Never called him once. See, this surprise. is so funny. That, so you have that advice, and then you give this story. I have a completely different story from my friend mm-hmm. who went to a strip club in Vegas, and this whole thing happened. He was like... Like, dude, she's really into me. I'm like, when he was telling me this, I'm like, there's no way. Like, especially knowing this guy, I'm like, there's no fucking way. And then he was like, yeah. And then I started talking. And and he did the, every single thing he told me made me cringe. And I'm like, dude, why would you do that to yeah. yourself, to anybody? Like, he paid. She took him in the back room. And he's like, no, we don't need to do that. Like, I just want to talk to you. Mm, and I'm like, Jesus. oh, good fucking Lord. I hate you so much. Right. Like, Married for 15 years worst. now. And uh, no, so... <laughs> There was a lot of other things that happened, but it was they were all equally quin- cringeworthy. And sure. I'm just like, stop this story right now. And it ended with him being like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to get some food. It was breakfast at that point. Mm. Um, do you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. I get off in like whatever, two hours minutes. or whatever. Okay. It was a significant amount of time. He's like, all right, I'll just stay. And she was just like, all right. And then he just stayed with her and kept paying her <laughs> for that whole time. It was just mm-hmm. like, all right, that's weird. And, um, or not weird, that's what happens. And it turns into this thing where they leave. And this is the part of the story that I was like, oh, dude, please just stop. He was like, yeah, she wanted to go meet me at this pho place, but her phone was dead. So she couldn't, like, get my number or whatever. And she was going to go to get her charger from her house or whatever and then meet me at this place. So she said to meet there at in an hour. And I was just like, well, fuck. So he goes to this place. And he's just sitting there waiting for her, and she doesn't come. Mm. It's just like, oh, Lord, no shit, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And um, 10 minutes later, she comes in. She's like, oh, my, like, running in, hella, like, sorry, like, fuck, like, there was, like, hella traffic and stuff. And they dated for, like, maybe almost a year. Oh, and I'm good. like, then they broke up. But yeah. it's like, oh, and she, she gave him back the money from that extra two hours oh. of, like... Just him waiting for her because she had to take it just to like as an excuse right, to, right, to be, be able to hang out so with him. Other people wouldn't like give him shit. But I was like, I can't believe that happened. Like that, that worked out for you. That makes no fucking sense. Don't, Not likely though. Don't count on. Don't that. get me wrong. I'm, I was gonna say I have friends who, when the girl was like, you, I'm, you want like when they're like, you want to get out of here and go do something else. They're like, yeah, I got off for two hours, and they have had sex with strippers. Yeah. Not and not it paid for it. I I have known plenty of people that have actually hooked up with them. But for every one of those guys I've known, I have known like fifty of the yeah. guys that are like. Dude, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm feeling something about this girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. I'm like, we have a connection. What you're feeling is your wallet is getting lighter, mm-hmm. and your wife is getting more and more pissed. <laughs> so God like, damn. and that's the thing. It's it's all fun and games when you're in your 20s, but when you're 35 years old and married, and like, I mean, my wife totally knows that I've gone to strip clubs. I'm fully transparent with her on anything that I do, um, because she also knows that I'm I'm. For as much of a pervert as I am, I'm also a cheap bastard. Ah, so I'm not, it out. really balances it out. So I'm not paying for any sort of sexual act. It's just not going to happen. Um, it's just a waste of time, bro. I get that home, at home for free once a month. No problem. Um, <laughs> but I've known a couple. I've, I've had quite a few friends that have like, I mean, and we've caught, I'm like, what are you doing on Saturday night? Nothing. And I'm like, 
And then I hear from like the grapevine that they've gone back to the strip club to see Candy or Cheetah or whatever the fuck the girl's cheetah. name is, right? I want to meet Cheetah. And you're like, dude, just don't do it. Like, if you're going to go to a strip club, go with a group of friends, be responsible for each other. And for Christ's sake, when that one friend wants to stay, drag his ass out by the scruff of his neck. And just, he's going to regret it no matter what. He's going to be like, why did I spend $3,000 on that experience? It wasn't worth it. And every once in a while, those places get raided, man. So be be careful. Because strip clubs you going to get raided? Vegas strip clubs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They get shut down all the time. For drugs there's, or what? There's uh, the most famous one is there's one called the Crazy Horse Three because one and <laughs> one and two got shut down. Oh wow, that's funny. That's yeah. cool that they keep bringing back the and same they just job. keep bringing it back and like they keep when we getting bankrupt, shut down. kind of funny and come back is yeah, kind exactly. of funny too. Uh, but no, you know, I, I mean, I know friends. I have friends that are good looking, are very charismatic that yeah. have managed to do that. Uh, managed to hook up with strippers and you know more power to them because I mean they are f- people. Yeah, you know these aren't these aren't like animatronic robots, robots yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. sure they're going to be sexually attracted to you and yeah there's an environment that's conducive to that. But you, you know don't count on that guys. And at the end of the day, I have never I've I've known people that have dated strippers. I have never known one where that's worked out for them. Mm-hmm. And I've known people that have married strippers and then have had children with strippers and T-Pain. then it just didn't work out. It, it doesn't work out. Well, that's just marriage and well, children just in general. general. <laughs> Colin. Uh, you up the strip clubs? Yeah, I mean, I, the first time I went to a strip club, I was 17. In New York, uh, I don't know if it's still the law, but in New York, you had to be 21 to go to strip clubs because they serve alcohol. Um, still a lot here. And uh, <laughs> If they serve alcohol, you have to be 21 uh, and over. And uh, my, it was my brother's bachelor party. It was in 2002. I was uh, still in high school. Um, and uh, I was 17. And because we were with a party, like no, none of us got carded. Yeah. I was clearly not 21, like I, as clear as the day is long. There was this one hot, blonde... Um, stripper stripper that like I identified and my brother's best friend PJ was like uh, sounds he, like a porn name he was he was like do you want he's like I'll, he gave me $20 and she gave me a lap dance and I'll like never forget it because it was it was she was like so she was so hot but she was so weird she knew I wasn't 21 she's like how old are you and I'm like 21 and she and and, and uh, you have like the grin yeah. <laughs> and you know like she's just like she's like she falls out of your pocket she's like on top of me and I, I'll never forget as long as I live. She's like, you're wearing the wrong pants for a strip club. Because um, I had like jeans on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you should wear parachute pants with no underwear. So that like when they rub up on you or whatever, like it feels good or whatever. And I'm like, I remember like, being like, wow, what sage advice. And like, and, <laughs> oh, like, no, and, no. like years, and like years later, I was like, damn, that's fucking raunchy. I'm, you pretty, know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have uncles that have their strip club pants, which are just basically oversized sweatpants. Like the sweatpants with the elastic band on the waist and... You know, the, the ankles? Yeah. Like yeah. those old school, like, 80s yeah. sweats where they're yeah. just like, and then they don't work out. And people do that. <laughs> people definitely yeah, do she, that. She, she tried to give me a tip. And I, I, I also remember that uh, later on I got another sh- – uh, so, like, my dad came through at some point with my dad, which is so funny is my dad's, like, not into this, but I think he was just trying to be supportive. And then my uncles came, and that was when shit got funny because uh, I went back to this blonde girl again, and she gave me another lap dance. And I, my uncle, my uncle, I'm not gonna say that. My uncles are standing, like leaning against the bar, just looking at me, laughing the entire time that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. That That's I'm awesome because like they're, 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 you know, it's... they know that I'm like 17 and I'm like about to graduate high school. So yeah. that was my that was my first strip club experience, and I've been to strip clubs many times since. But it's not, it's not. Um, I never go. I always go because it's ironic to go. I will tell you that um, I dated a girl once who later became a stripper, and we still used to hang out just as friends. Mm-hmm. She came to pick me up when I was in college. Um, when I came home, and we were just going to go out to eat, and uh, I look in her back seat or whatever, and she has like these huge heels, like the like stripper the heels. Pills, yeah. And I, I remember taking one and being like, "What the fuck are these?" And she was like, oh, you know, they're just like shoes or whatever. And I just threw them back there and didn't think about it again. And we went out to eat. And then liter- literally five years later, I like when I'm in this apartment, 
I have this epiphany, and I'm like, wait a minute. And, and, and like, like literally out of nowhere, and I text message her, and I'm like, that day in your car when I when I when I showed you your heels, but you were stri- were you stripping back then? And she was like, yeah, with like a smiley face, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, and she said something like, I don't know how you didn't know. Yeah, you're like, because you didn't tell me. Yeah, and I, that's I, how I didn't know. And I'm like, I'm more proud to do you. I, yeah. I, I respect you. Do what you want to do. But um, so yeah, those are my experiences. The Massachusetts strip clubs were weird because uh, not weird. I mean, I was res- like. In, they're not. You're not allowed to get lap dance. You can't. The girls can't touch you, mm. and vice versa in Massachusetts. I don't know if that's still the law, but it's very puritan. And you can't buy beer, for instance, or alcohol, liquor on Sundays in Massachusetts, um, which is why all of the liquor stores in New Hampshire and Connecticut are all on the border. Um, so they weren't very fun there. The ones in New York were interesting. I've been to a couple here for bachelor parties and stuff like that. Mm. I never. I, I haven't. I haven't gotten a lap dance at a strip club since I was 18 or 19. I just go to. It's always there's always a reason I'm going. It's never it's always like a bachelor party or something. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. it's never like a let's go to the strip club tonight. No, I, no, I, no, I do no, think no. that it's a, a a profound waste of money. The last time I went uh, to a strip club was for my friend Kevin's uh, bachelor party. The Kevin that um, won the that, the, that, the yeah, Duke Mania yeah. 2015. And right. uh, you know, most of our friends are you know we're all older now, and a lot of them are married and stuff like that. And it was so funny. We were just like didn't want to spend money. We were just like there. They like didn't want us there. Yeah, I remember of course. I brought a I, I ordered a drink and then I filled it up with a flask and they were like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm just." Trying to save a few bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when, I yeah. went to a bachelor party in Minnesota, and it was like small town Minnesota on the outskirts of the Twin Cities. It wasn't in the Twin Cities or anything like that. And yeah, we went up to a strip club for the bachelor party, closed it down, and as we were leaving, I got recognized. Guy's like, hey, Greg Miller. I'm like, yeah. He's like, Beyond. Can I take a photo? I'm like, yeah. Come on outside. I'm all drunk in Minnesota, taking photos That's outside the strip club. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I to me, the strip clubs have some sort of. I mean, to me, they just don't. They don't have any sort of taboo. You know, I, I know a lot of people think of strip clubs and they're like, oh, they're bad or evil or whatever. I mean, there's, maybe there's a perception never of there. They've a strip club. But I mean, to me, I mean, they're just they're just a bar. They're just there. Where yeah. A to, really they make shitty drinks. They make bad drinks. They cost way too much, and you feel bad for no the matter what you do. I don't feel bad for them. I just feel, I, I, it's I, just I don't, like, I I don't th- feel bad for strippers, and I, and I don't mean that in in like a you know I'm on my pulpit. I, I mean, mean like that they night. make a shitload of money, and they always get me. They but always I, get me. They know exactly <laughs> what it takes. Because I walk in before I walk into every strip club, I'm like, not today. You're not getting me today. I'm not getting a lap dance. I'm buying one drink, and then like four hundred dollars later, I'm like, how? How did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm me. I've been to multiple. I consider myself like a connoisseur, guarded. No, like I mean, I've I, I've been to so many strip clubs in my life because I'm 36 for a second. I've been to like eight bachelor parties, and every single time, everyone's like, well, wait, no you one have bothered, to. You have no to one bothered to plan club. anything. So let's go to a strip club, and it's like, all right, if I have to. And every time I walk in, I'm like, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna play this game because I know that it's such a fake game they are just saying this pre this script in that that they've been taught to get money out of your pocket and then somehow some way i'm like i'm like no i'm not getting a lap dance two hours later i'm like well all right this is this is happening i guess i've gotten one lap dance in my life it was the, the first bachelor party and um I, I remember thinking like I'm like I'm never gonna forget this girl's name just because of this experience. I no longer remember that girl's name. Oh, so I don't know what that says. I, just go with the cherry. It wasn't cherry. Just Sparkles, start, start crystal. It's probably crystal. Definitely start with a P, but I don't remember what. Pootie tank. It was weird. It was weird to have a P. Peaches, but uh, and it wasn't. Peaches. Oh, peaches is a good one. It wasn't I, peaches. I uh, 
Yeah, I just feel like my, my usual game is to just go in go into the strip club, go to the bar, get like twenty dollars. I mean, just give me twenty singles, and then selectively throughout the night, yeah, yeah. when I see a woman, you know, that I'm attracted you. to, yeah, well, a lot of them will, like want you to, you know, they're like, you know, they'll like go and like put their ass out or their side out, and you put it in the little, you know, in the, into the, the, the G string or whatever. G string, like, yeah. I'm like, I'll accept it, you know, I'll allow that, but but you know, typically, it, I don't know, it's just strip clubs are weird, but they exist because there's. Demand. There's demand for it, <laughs> demand. and that's the th- and that's the thing that I always try to keep in mind. I'm like, uh, you know, it's just I kind of think that they're funny. I think that they're I think the girls there, a lot of the girls are hot. Like, like oh, there's yeah. no there's no doubt about it. It's just it is it is a, there is a point where like we I, me and my brother always make fun of it. Like the people that are at strip clubs that are eating, that's like my the buffet fucking favorite. Like when like you can go to like a lot of strip clubs that and like they're eating dinner. And I'm like, that is fucking awesome. You yeah. are sitting there eating a cheeseburger See, with I'm a naked that. ass woman three feet from you. I like that. And I'm like this, that's when you just don't care anymore. <laughs> and, and not in a bad way, like but in a good way. Awesome. I want to do. I don't like the pressure of the strip club and having. To, I don't want all the attention and stuff. I just want to look from afar, which is why I don't need to go to a strip club. I can look at Google Images and be just okay. Uh, <laughs> See, this, your generation's ruining. You're putting yeah. this out of business, just like you're putting the newspapers. Yeah. You're out not of business. getting the smell. That's yeah. the thing you're missing. Oh, you can't I, here's the thing. I will never boo- remember her name, but I'll never forget her smell. Oh, God. It's the, it's the, it's the smell of like stale liquor, oh, no, beer, I'm talking about. cigarettes, perfect. and that amazing <laughs> stripper perfume that they all yeah, wear that just perfume. stays on you for like 15 days. Oh, my days. God. Like, you'll, it's so good. You could, you could like delouse yourself like a prison delousing, and it would still be there. It's amazing. Yeah, I... I I don't. It's just there's something weird about the eating of the food there. Like yeah, you're asking bizarre. your waitress for ke- more ketchup as some woman's vagina is like five feet from your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's, I'm like, it's just there. There comes a point where I'm like, it's just, it's just too much. Yeah, just sit there with a drink in your hand and enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know go I mean? out, go out to eat beforehand if you're gonna go to a strip club for Christ's sake. Because you know what? You also, think no stripper wants to like talk to you while you're while you're horking down a fucking I just want to burger. Eat. You, you with me, Kevin? Right, cool. Of course, Kevin's Kevin. with you. We're gonna eat some cheeseburgers. It's gonna be awesome. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. I almost thought I had you. I oh, thought never. you were way out I, of the zone. I keep zone. trying to throw you off. I keep trying to make you think that I ain't ready, but yeah? I'm always ready. Oh, Greg. my God. Sex Bringing like random that. topics of conversation for your amusement. If you like that, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and toss us a few bucks. You get the entire episode early like a stripper. each and every Friday. Like a stripper. <laughs> Maybe we can add that as a tier. <laughs> we'll dance for you. You get a video chat dance. I don't know if you can I'm do that. I'm going to do it. And you All can right. eat too, and no one will judge you except Colin. Nah, I'm judging too. I'm going to judge you. I'm just going to judge you. I mean, it's, it's, I mean do, do you, but. You if know. you don't want to give us any money, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny and get the show broken up topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing as an MP3 and video on the following Friday. Gentlemen, this has been a journey today. It's been a long one. From gay been. marriage. <laughs> to the strip club eating. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>